power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. The man of tomorrow is here, and I had, what I am sharing with you, I had the great honor uh, of, once again, in fact, this might be my third, fourth, maybe fifth appearance, I don't know, I I think I've actually lost track um, over the years, but uh, I had the great pleasure of being on Declare Your Independence with, of course, Ernie Hancock, uh, the one and only (laughs) Ernie Hancock. Um, And this was end of October 2021. I want to say it was the 29th uh, that I was on. And we'll get to that audio in a few minutes. Um, But Ernie, when he reached out to me, and it had been a little while since I had been on, probably, I don't know, three, four years, admittedly. Um, I mean, it's impressive, right? Freedom, or I want to say Freedoms Phoenix. Of course, that's his website, freedomsphoenix.com. Definitely check that out. I mean, just the raw amount of stuff that's on freedomsphoenix.com. Uh, hell, Sovereign Tech still gets advertised on there, which I'm, I'm so honored by. Um, anyway, so Declare Your Independence, which is the name of his podcast, has been going since 2005. That, that's amazing to me, right? Like that's, (laughs) I mean, that's like almost in twit territory as far as how long it's run. I mean, I, you know, there's days where I think sovereign tech is impressive for having run for 10 years. Uh, but then, you know, (laughs) then you get into, into declare your independence and holy shit. Um, anyway, so yeah, amazing that it's been around that long. And again, I was really honored to be on again, but so, so Ernie reached out to me and, you know, it said, Hey, you know, there's a couple things I want to talk about. I want to talk about VPNs, um, what's going on with VPNs. And I want to expand on that a little bit in this intro here. Um, but then also he wanted me to talk about some new kit, which he is actually, uh, purchasing for me to test out. Now I'm honored when this happens. Um, a lot of times or not a lot of times, but often on occasion, people will, you know, buy me or will buy hardware And either they want me to give it to them, but they want me to test it out, you know, however it works. And they want me to put it through the paces. And I'm always honored to do that because a lot of times it makes for great show content on my end, even if I don't get to keep the hardware. Uh, But sometimes I do. Um, Like I was afforded the opportunity uh, to test out a Pixel 6 recently, um, which I will be, you know, doing a whole show about. But anyway, I, I knew he wanted to talk about the VPN thing. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the intro here, like I said. Um, but the the T-Beam device, which is a uh, LoRa, it, anyway, it it works with Meshtastic. There, well, well, I'm going to talk about that more in the future. You're going to hear Ernie talk about it uh, during the episode, and I'll give some speculation on it. But at the time that we recorded, I hadn't even seen uh, or really looked into it or seen the video on it yet because... Well, whatever communication is what it is. It's why we got to do use things like TV. Um, but that, that will be upcoming and I will be testing that out. Um, and, and certainly sovereign tech listeners will know about it. And I know Ernie's going to want to have me on his show again, on, on declare your independence again, um, to discuss whether it's a pass or fail, you know, it, does this work out or does it not? Is this viable? And, you know, we'll get into that. 
So I'm not going to expand on that conversation here. I will link in the show notes to two things. One will be the video uh, that he wanted me to watch about the T-Beam device. But then I'll also have a link, which is what I'm about to talk about, uh, that references what's going on with VPNs uh, that he really wanted to you know, have me on and, and, and talk about. Now, when you listen to the episode, uh, it could come off as... You know, I mean, not that it was said, but I, I think the sense could come off that that I'm saying or, you know, that we're saying don't bother with VPNs. They're all bad. That's not true. OK, <laughs> neither of us said that, but that's not true. I think it's incredibly important to warn people uh, when a VPN, uh, you know, maybe uh, isn't playing for the right team anymore. Right. Isn't about empowering the individual or being consumer, uh, you know, consumer centric, consumer facing. But, you know, the technology that is a VPN, a virtual private network, uh, is something that still has its uses. OK, now I would never, ever say that a VPN is going to protect you from, uh, you know, state actors in any way. It's just not. I mean, there's ways you could, you know, run a VPN that would certainly do better for you in protecting you from, well, all, all kinds of, uh, you know, malicious, uh, uh, well, malicious actors and, you know, attack vectors and so on. Um, but in general, I would not say that a VPN is somehow protecting your privacy whole cloth. It is it can protect you from certain parties at a time, say ISPs. Um, telcos, you know, and some others, it can do that, but it's not going to protect you again from the NSA, from state nation, state actors, you know, and, and, and certainly from, uh, bad actors that, that have the, the, the prowess and some of the technology and capability that state actors have as well. Nor is a VPN, in my opinion, really going to protect you from say one of the tech giants, right? Um, now, the news that I linked to in the show notes for this that Ernie wanted me to comment on was about a company called Cape Technologies, and that's with a K, Cape Technologies, which previously was a company called Crossrider. Um, now, you'll hear me talk about that more in the episode, so I don't want to really recover ground here. But the concern is, is that this one company, Cape Technologies, owns ExpressVPN now, which is probably the largest or at least most popular VPN out there because it's promoted the most, you know, on YouTube and everything. I mean, Angry Video Game Nerd does, you know, little bits about it and all that, which, you know, let me comment on this. If I haven't said this before, I know I've said this before. This drives me insane that I like I'm glad VPNs will let you see geographically protected content. Okay. I am so happy that that's possible. You know, well, you can watch a Netflix in one country, you can't watch in another. But if you use a VPN, you can do it. And I think Netflix doesn't do a whole hell of a lot about it because they like that you are still spending more time on Netflix proper, right? Whether it's, you know, <laughs> through a, a server connection in Canada or in America or Britain or wherever. But every fucking time, that I, I mean, whoever Leo Laporte, uh, 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 angry video game nerd, I don't know, go down the list of them because they, they promote on all these shows 
with all these big names, every time they promote you, you know, uh, watching geographically blocked content. I, I mean, isn't that tanta, isn't that illegal? <laughs> right. I mean, to me, it just proves we're all anarchists, you know, at the end of the day, uh, because I mean, if you are a law abiding citizen, you should be saying, well, shit, it says I can't watch that in Canada or I can't watch that in the United States. Um, I better not do it. <laughs> right. You, you are disrespecting, disregarding, breaking IP law. You are breaking copyright law every time you use a VPN to access geographically blocked content. You bunch of fucking criminals. <laughs> now, now, okay. Obviously, I applaud it. I think it's wonderful. Break the laws. Break the rules. You know, do it. Okay? And let technology empower you. But I just, I think it's hilarious when, you know, these are the same people who are like, go get fucking vaccinated, you know, because it's the law. Go do the blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, they're flouting the law every day. <laughs> like, even in their advertisements. And, and, and it bothers me too, because, you know, sovereign tech in 2021 has had a hell of a time. I don't know how the, the, the crosshairs got put on this show, uh, to an even greater degree. Um, but I mean, I've had issues where multiple payment processors have said, Hey, your content breaks our, you know, breaks our, our terms of service and whatever else. And I don't know what the fuck I said. And these are people that I've, I've, you know, been using, for very, not just sovereign tech, but even like my video games and other things, you know, these are payment processors I've, I've been using forever years, as long as this show's existed and I'm getting banned over and over and over again. Why did I say something against the law? I mean, anybody who's promoting a VPN for the purposes of watching geographically blocked content, which is the main thing that they want to talk about, because somehow that's more palatable to talk about than allowing your ISP to see your, you know, uh, you know, to see your search history or, you know, your internet, uh, history overall. I don't know how that's not the more palatable message, but whatever, but you've got these huge names that are openly flouting international law and nobody goes after them. YouTube keeps running them you know, whatever, you know, payment processors that, that X, Y, Z uses that, you know, there, there's no issue there. It's, it's so crazy, but what they're talking about in many ways still works. And I think that it's valid and viable. So I, again, I'm complaining, but then also I'm really not, I'm glad that everybody's breaking the rules, get used to it because the rules are just going to get worse and, you know, breaking them is just going to become more commonplace. And, you know, I, I think that's only a wonderful thing. But again, I mean, let's circle back on this. So useful things for a VPN, you know, to, to do, um, are yeah. Watching geographically blocked content. Sure. That's great. Um, another useful thing to do is, uh, you know, you might try downloading from varying hosting services, right? Uh, you know, you think like TurboBit and some others, and they'll have rules where you can only download one file per hour or even per day or, you know, per 24 hours or whatever. Um, but if you, you know, cycle through the servers that you're, you know, the connection points that, that your VPN service allows for, um, you can break that, right? You can say, well, no, actually I'm a, I'm a completely different IP coming from a different server. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to download this now, right? 
and that's great. That's a valid thing to use a VPN for that has nothing to do with like, you know, being concerned or hiding what you're doing. Right. Um, it's just a technological solution <laughs> around downloading. Uh, so that's a fine thing to do with a VPN. Uh, another thing I think that that's, you know, it can help thwart against your more run of the mill, uh, uh, attacker, you know, as in cyber attacker, right. Um, or cyber attack in general, it can certainly help with that. Again, it can keep your ISP or, you know, telco, right. Like Verizon or whoever from seeing what you're doing. I think those are good things. Um, now, I mean, where would I, so, you know, th those are like the really viable options for that. Uh, you could get into, well, I run a VPN. I mean, you know, people also use VPNs to allow you to access, uh, like, a you know, a work server, right. I mean, and then it, like remotely, and that's a great use for it as well when it comes to the enterprise space, but for the individual that's buying Ex express VPN, um, you know, that's not really the, you know, the, the, the idea here. So again, yes, you should use a VPN. Dare I say you should run a VPN at all times, both on your computers, you know, your laptop or your desktop or whatever, as well on your smartphone. I firmly believe that you should run a VPN on your smartphone. In fact, one of the things I applaud about Google Fi, there's, there's a few things I applaud about Google Fi, but um, one of the, I mean, fuck Google, of course, but you know, one of the things I applaud about Google Fi is that a VPN service is part and parcel of using Google Fi as your telco. Now you can turn it off and not use it. It does take like a, you know, they admit to it. It can do a little bit of a battery hit. Um, and there is a, like a 10% data usage increase, right? And with Google Fi, you pay by the gigabyte, which I think is a great model. Um, but regardless, Google's totally in the right of running a VPN at all times on your smartphone with Google Fi. Now, yes, it's Google's VPN and Google's collecting all of that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it's still in the abstract, it's the right idea. Okay. So, yes, running a VPN, I think, is still important, still essential, still something you want to do. You want to be smart about it, right? I mean, you know, connect to services or servers, I should say, uh, VPN servers in different countries based upon use case. If you want, you know, to be really particular, uh, if you're knowledgeable about laws, right. That's why a lot of VPNs promote their Netherlands servers pretty heavy because they have really lenient, um, IP law there. Um, now if you're going to do that though, which one should you use? Well, clearly, you know, and, and again, we'll talk about the why in the episode with Ernie, um, you don't want to use one owned by Cape technologies because Cape technologies has a very nasty history as Crossrider, And also they're engaging in really ugly business practices where not only are they buying up all these VPNs, but they're also buying up reviews, VPN review sites to basically, you know, lure you into using one of their VPNs. And, and it's not uninteresting that they're not changing the names of these VPNs because they don't want you to know that, or, you know, they don't really want the average person to know that they own all of these. Um, and you got to ask like, what's in it for Cape, right. In owning all these different VPNs, especially when it's something like, cause one of them was, uh, so we said, express, you know, I started reading it earlier. I don't even think I went down a list. So Cape technologies owns express VPN, 
CyberGhost, Private Internet Access, ZenMate, um, and and I think some others. But you know, the big one in there was Private Internet Access, which was the one that for many years on Sovereign Tech I was recommending using. Um, that is no longer my recommendation, and my present contract with Private Internet Access um, actually ends in 2022, and I will not be resuming um, that contract. So, so let's talk about this. Um, you know, companies like private internet access claim to keep no logs, you know, zero logs. So they don't, they can't hand over the data. If somebody asks for it, what you're doing over their VPN servers. That's the claim. Uh, to some degree that claim can be verified, but to some degree at any given moment, you know, you're really trusting them. Okay. And that's partly why I'm saying, you know, never really bet your life on a VPN service. Um, but let's say they are still keeping zero logs. The concern for me at this stage, based on the history of Cape technologies who, you know, have made, uh, like, like browser extensions and whatever that have been proven that have no long been known about, uh, and that regularly get had gotten taken down, um, for collecting a lot of data and metadata, um, about users. So they're anti-privacy, like the company is anti-privacy. That's why people are freaking out about, holy shit, they're buying up all these VPNs, but the history of the company is not pro-privacy. So what's going on? And here's where I don't think I got to get this in when I was talking to Ernie, uh, because, you know, when he and I get together, like our conversations go everywhere, <laughs> right? Which is great. Um, but the point I wanted to make was that there's nothing to prevent um, Cape technologies from putting in some kind of data collection in the VPN app that you install. Now you could say that, well, these VPN apps get vetted and blah, blah, blah. And maybe some of them do, but I don't know that they all do. And that's where I'd be ultimately concerned. Even if they're still keeping zero logs, what the fuck is that app doing? You know, whether it's on desktop or mobile or whatever. And again, we're talking about a company, Cape Technologies, that has a history of doing that very thing. Um, they've been promoting a lot more, you know, like using a browser extension to connect and all that. It's just, I don't trust it. Flat out. Okay. And so any company owned by Cape Technologies, I am not going to frequent. I am not going to use. So the question becomes, this is the other thing I didn't, and why I really wanted to do this opening, because I think, you know, we didn't get into it in the episode. Um, what do I recommend that you use if, you know, you were a, uh, uh, you know, private internet access, uh, say subscriber or an express VPN subscriber, you know, to their VPNs. Well, my recommendations right now are three, um, I kind of want to toss in Proton VPN if you're a Proton Mail user because there's just some synergy there. But I know people are skittish, even though, well, anyway, the Proton Mail situation is is an ongoing one. Um, I talked about that in a recent episode of whether or not you should keep using Proton VPN or uh, Proton Mail specifically. You can go and listen to that and hear about my thoughts on it. Um, it's a very recent episode. But let's say, you know, minus Proton VPN, which I applaud for being in the Afteroid store, um, minus that, there's really three that I would go with. Um, 
probably at the top of the list would be my number two, or really it was like my, my co is like my co-region, my co-number one. All right. With, with private internet access. Um, so for years, when I've been asked this question about what's the best VPN to use, and I've been asked it many times, um, the two that were always at the top were private internet access and air VPN. Now, the reason I would always bring up air VPN was because if you were concerned again, years ago, especially if you were concerned that private internet access was a United States based company, and that's reason enough to be concerned. If you were concerned about that's say nothing of their decision of <laughs> Mark Rappel's being their CTO. I already covered that on sovereign tech years ago. Don't, we don't even have to go there. Um, the concern around that comes from the, uh, work of the late great Casper Bowden, who proved that, you know, if you're a United States based, uh, uh, you know, technology company, uh, you have, or if you have servers in the United States, you have to hand over, uh, any request automatically, really, you know, you have to, you have to respond to any request from law enforcement or, you know, from the authorities, from the government, let's put it that way from the government, you know, you have to hand over that data no matter what. And so I would always bring up air VPN because I mean, granted private internet access was keeping zero logs, or at least that's the theory. And they weren't owned by Cape technologies at the time. Um, you know, I'd say, well, even if you are concerned about that, okay, then use air VPN where their servers are in Europe mostly. And, or, you know, their business is based out of Europe. So that gets you, gives you a little bit of a degree of, of separation. Now today, in my opinion, with the cloud act that came into fruition during the Trump administration, um, I, you know, I don't think that any of that matters with the cloud act. Who, who, it doesn't matter where the fuck the server is. The U.S. is going to get access to it or the Europeans are going to get access to it or whoever are going to get access, you know, or the EU, you know, whatever is going to get access to it. With the Cloud Act, none of that, that that idea of like, you know, of, of geocaching or, you know, geographically like separating your your business or your servers or whatever, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. And, you know, it's funny because even the tech giants who you believe it or not have things they want to hide from governments. <laughs> I don't think that would surprise anybody, but they still do. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're like, they like to base everything in tax haven Ireland. Um, but even that is feeling the squeeze, for, you know, even Ireland is feeling the squeeze from the cloud act. So, you know, I don't think that that really matters anymore, but at the time it was important. So that's why I always brought up air VPN saying that if you are concerned about a U.S. business and I understand why, then go with air VPN. Now in 2021, end of 2021, AirVPN basically takes top marks um, because everybody or many others have been bought out. Um, they're not the only one, but I do recommend AirVPN. You know, that's the top of my list now. Uh, number two on my list would be Mulvad, uh, M-U-L-V-A-D. Mulvad is also European, uh, but they were the ones, they were really pioneering the use of the WireGuard protocol for VPNs as compared to OpenVPN. Um, I think they do a lot of things right, especially if you have a Linux machine. I think WireGuard is absolutely something you should be considering and thinking about um, as compared to OpenVPN, like I said. And then at, at number three, and I'll put all these in the show notes. At number three, this one's, I hate to use this phrase, but I'm going to do it. This one's a bit of a wild card. And number three would be riseup.net. 
Now, I know a lot of people will like go to Rise Up's website and they'll say, holy shit, they don't like capitalism. And so I'm not going to use them. And someday people will grow up. <laughs> okay. And get past this shit and realize that you're, you know, like they're talking, absolutely talking about, you know, crony capitalism. They're, they're complaining ultimately, at least in the abstract, about the same things that you are. Okay. Now, riseup.net, unlike the previous two VPNs that I mentioned, um, is, is technically free. It doesn't cost you anything to use it. Now, they don't have a bunch of servers, you know, all around the world and like different ones you can switch out to and everything. They basically have, you know, their, their servers, like their one that power or, you know, th their farms, maybe they have, you know, a couple locations, I don't know, but, um, they don't have, you know, it's not like the business model, like air VPN or Mulvad. um, riseup.net is for activists of all stripes. And because of that, you know, this isn't something to go watching Netflix on. Don't use riseup.net if your whole purpose in using a VPN is to stream shit. Okay. I don't recommend that. But if your purpose is more activism based, then I think, you know, using riseup.net's VPN service is a fine thing. Now it's free, like I said, but they do accept donations in crypto, mind you. And I recommend because these things aren't VPNs are not cheap to run. I recommend donating to them. So even if it's free, you should think of it as a pay for model, in my opinion. But again, riseup.net is not a VPN service that I would say, you know, to use 24 seven, um, you know, and, and to like watch shit on and, and do, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the other things that we mentioned that you would want to still do with a VPN today. So take a look at air VPN, take a look at Molvad. I think both of those are good options air VPN probably being the best one running, uh, because they've been supporting, especially like taking Bitcoin, you know, taking crypto for so many years. Um, I mean, private internet access was too, but well, again, they're owned by the wrong team. So there's your options for you. Um, uh, yeah, again, I've said it over and over again, VPNs are still valid. They're still worthwhile to use. Okay. Uh, are they perfect protection by any means? No. Um, I get something else I get annoyed at, uh, as a, well, frankly, as a cybersecurity professional, um, that I get really annoyed about is when people say that, you know, weak encryption or weak security is meaningless security. Meaning that if your security model, if your, you know, security model is weak or your security implementation is weak, that you might as well not have it at all. Um, I totally disagree with this statement, you know, like, Saying that, well, you know, there could be, you know, zero days in OpenVPN or WireGuard or other concerns, blah, blah, blah. You know, saying these things, true or not, you're still making, here's, here's how security really works. There's no such thing. There, there's perfect math, but there's no such thing as a perfect implementation. So there's no such thing as perfect security. As far as we know, based on any, you know, uh, uh, threat model that we have, not really possible. Okay. With computers as they're built today and forget about smartphones from SIM card to baseband, you know, to, I mean, just forget it. So we accept that, that there's no such thing as perfect security. However, you can make things expensive for, you know, the, 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 the bad actor for the, uh, 
malicious party. Okay. And I think that even weak security options can uh, make things expensive. Okay. Be it in money or time or or whatever resources necessary to go the extra step to get past your extra security step. I think that extra security step is still worthwhile. We could say VPNs are fucked, but it's still going to make things challenging for, you know, 60% of attackers and makes it more expensive for the other 40 potentially, or at least maybe the other 39%. So you got to reframe this security is not about perfection. That doesn't exist. Security is about making attacking you resource intensive and resource expensive to the point that either you are not a worthwhile, like you're a target that's more trouble than you're worth, or you buy time to react to the attack. That's the purpose of you, your security, making an attack resource intensive and expensive. No one's talking about perfection here. The only perfect security model is to just not use shit, right? Like signal is not perfect security. No, perfect security is not having a fucking smartphone. <laughs> At least that's perfect security with the, within that vector. So I, I think we're really approaching a time where we have to, you know, we've learned so much with the, you know, technological dystopia that that's been created by governments and tech giants. Um, and by lazy people, frankly, because <laughs> they just, yeah, sure. It's free. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, we have to rethink, you know, our, a lot of our models, you know, a lot of how we, you know, look at security, cybersecurity and so on, uh, based on what we've learned, you know, based on the mistakes that have been made. And I mean, mistakes have been made. One could go so far as to say the internet was a mistake, but that that's a much larger conversation, uh, to get into. That's not saying interconnectivity is a mistake. That's not saying that, that, you know, computers talking to each other is a mistake. Nobody's saying that, but perhaps it should have been done in a very different way. In fact, I'm not even saying anything crazy. Tim Berners-Lee, one of the co-creators of what we know of as the internet has made the claim himself. So there's a lot of things we need to reframe. Um, and it's my great pleasure to do a, a, a tech show that, you know, gets to be part of that conversation and that I get to be asked on other shows to forward that conversation, you know, and bring in the details and maybe some insights here and there. Um, like I was on declare your independence. So we're going to cut to that audio now. And again, it was a great honor to be on. I'm not going to come back at, we'll, I'll let the, I'll let Ernie show close it right out. Um, and, you know, I hope you enjoy it. If you have any thoughts, you know, feel free to, you know, chat in the telegram group, uh, about it. You can always at me at sovereign, um, or, you know, email me questions at sovereigntech.com And maybe that's something that, uh, that, that I can get into. And if, you know, if you have comments on it and, you know, might need some reviewing, happy to do that. Uh, but go ahead and check out everything that's in the show notes. And, uh, here comes me and Ernie talking for, boy, we talked for a good while. I want to feel like it was almost a couple hours. Anyway, enjoy. I'll see all of you on the other side. Ooh, another special, special, special edition of Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock. 
here in Virginia. We're in Norfolk, Virginia right now, and then from here we're going to Outer Banks, and then we're going to warp speed it down to Lafayette, Louisiana, for Red Pill Expo, J.R. Griffin's 90th birthday, so we didn't want to miss that. And then we'll be heading, maybe we'll go visit Tim Fry at Robertson Roberts Brokerage in Pensacola, then my niece in Jacksonville, and then we got commitments to get down to the Keys, and then um, we got to go to Boca Chica, Boca Chica, Boca Chica, Texas to get the picture with the Starship and Love Bus, and... You know, uh, there might be a couple other stops there and the micro moments we have, and we got to drive all night every day for the rest of our lives to get back to Phoenix by Thanksgiving. That's the goal. Whew. We'll see, okay? But, you know, there's a couple of, there's an intentional community they're doing in Arkansas they want us to stop by and look at. I uh, may have to, I really don't want to have to go to Springfield, Missouri, you know, just to have the bus engine before warranty's over to have them make sure I don't get to a third breakdown or whatever. So there's, we're trying to cram the rest of the Love Bus Liberty Tour in before the end of the year so I don't have to go back out in January, February to finish our commitments because we're going to be doing, starting to build with Aircrete infused with graphene to create a building material that we can make a bunch of domes. And we're doing one in Camp Verde in the Verde Valley in central Arizona and south of Flagstaff and north of Phoenix. And we're going to be doing one there as a test, you know, for a friend that needs, you know, something, a new home he's building and he wants it for whatever. So we get to experiment with that and uh, get all our techniques down. Then in May, we go to Washington State to build up the five. So we're going to, by the time we get done with that, we're going to have it down. And then Don and I will be building our home, you know. And so 22 is a building and building the machines and getting the techniques down. We've been traveling around the country, a lot of people doing this. Because uh, I wanted to have Brian Sovereign on. We're going to be talking about a lot. We're just going to yak it and get caught up here. Brian and I are friends for a long time. And for the past 10 years, Dr. Brian Sovereign, oh, I got to do that. You know, Dr. Brian Sovereign has been the host of the popular science and tech podcast, Sovereign Tech. You know, with a history of working for multiple tech companies and having been involved in the cyberpunk community since the 90s, his work has been featured in The Guardian, Gizmondo, uh, Gizmodo, and other major outlets. As an author, his books include the top-selling Android security model, Dark Android. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. He is presently a denizen of the freer state of New Hampshire. So they're not claiming totally free, right? So No, no. <laughs> you know, this is, um, and there's a couple of things, a lot of stuff in tech that we wanted to get caught up on. The reason I bring up this community stuff is because as we've been around the country and we go to a lot of these events and festivals and we've, overlapped with uh, Derek Brose's activation tour probably at least three or four times. And um, when he's talking to, you know, like-minded libertarian anarchists, leave me alone as volunteerist people, um, uh, the one at Midfast, the event there, even though it's kind of the same presentation and so on, it was just so much better when you're in a crowd of your own and you just relaxed and you're not, you know, having to, you know, entertain or put, you know, convince anybody of anything or you know absolutely there's no liberal heckler or something you know whatever you can actually get to doing things and studying to have it you know cover the basics right (laughs) right you know and, and it was and him and miriam did such a good job and 
I really, it was so timely that they do this activation tour, like the Love Bus Liberty tour. I mean, you know, everything is, everything we've been screaming about forever is now, you know. <laughs> and, um, but everybody keeps talking, they say the word community. And one of the things in the community is communication. When we do, you go to pirateswithoutborders.com and you'll see the top uh, categories that we have up there is communication. Have you been to Pirates, Brian? You know, we'll, we'll, uh, to the I'll, website, I'll, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, the letter we'll we'll, we'll pull it up because it applies here. Well, when I finally let you monologue me, but the sure. uh, but <laughs> you know, the technology is so important that we've been working really hard on the IPFS and the pirate box and being able to store and access data, ones and zeros. How come I can't just put it up and everybody be able to access them? I mean, you know, how hard is this? Well, apparently harder than you know what the internet was made to allow, but um, it is happening. And just last night, we had already planned to talk about another issue we'll get into, Cape, Te Cape Technologies, formerly Crossrider, um, is a malware install. You need the new Adobe Flash Drive, and then, of course, they throw a bunch of other crap in there. And do it. Well, this company changed it na its name and bought a whole bunch of VPNs. You know, so they got their client list, the data list. They may even get the list list if you look and list. I mean, you know, so this is, and, they're, and of course they're in Israel, so that, you know, that doesn't help either. So, you know, I'm going, okay, this is getting serious about the surveillance and the creating of a ledger on you. Well, then we find out that this has been going on for a while, that Google has a thing called Google Ledger or something. Are you familiar with this? You know, we just started covering this. What they're doing is... They archive, which is nothing new, you know, they're archiving all searches, all everything, anything you've seen, done, doing, and then you go, yeah, okay, well, what's new? What's new is this. They're doing it and calling it a digital DNA profile. And what it is, is like they would look at your DNA and all of a sudden, you know, some, you know, slaughter bot drone comes in and kills a seven-year-old kid on the playground. You're like, what the hell was that about? Because he had the DNA of William Wallace, brave heart of hell no. We go, whatever, we found out in our studies that anybody that has this expressed gene in the deal, we just, they're no longer for this world because we got to worry about them in the future. Well, the digital DNA is kind of the same thing. In China, when they do their surveillance and you have your social credit score kind of deal and you got some dissident that not playing ball and whatever, not only do they, especially if they leave the country, not only, you know, he can't come back or you, she can't fly on an airline anymore or something like that, they punish your parents because they blame your parents for making a dissident. You know, you're not, you didn't raise them right, okay? So you're in trouble. Well, this digital Google Ledger thing is that. It is multi-generational digital mapping. So when you, what you're doing, they're like, well, then of course, we look at the kids doing it. Well, then we go back and we look at those parents. Oh, it was that freaking volunteerist Dr. Sovereign, you know, had a kid and he infected them, you know. So, it's, so they're looking at creating a digital record that goes generations before and after. And it's starting when? Uh, now, or certainly from our generation going to the next. So it makes sense. I mean, of course, you know, there's going to be some influence from grandma, grandpa, uncle, whatever the heck, and family kind of thing. But it's not just. So you go, is it nature or nurture? 
Well, the thing is, is it just a biological DNA thing? And is it expressed in, you know, what they're searching and how they're thinking? When I got burned in, uh, you know, I got skin grafts of whatever. I got burned in 94, okay? And I remember laying in bed doing my 3,400, 3,900 baud modem kind of, you know, email text mess kind of crap. And that's when they started doing Epsilon and Carnivore and all this other stuff. And in my, you know, um, recreated induced recovery mode, as I'm sitting there, I'm going, all of a sudden I got it. I go, I see what they're doing. For the first time in human history, the king has been able to get into the subject's head. They didn't have that before. And the closest they got was confession with the priest that was, you know, the buddy of the king of whatever, which, you know, don't think that didn't happen. So I'm going, all right. So now for the first time, en masse, they have for uh, a whole country, the world, able to get inside how you're thinking, what you're thinking, who you're thinking it with, all this stuff. So this is where, of course, Brian comes in, and I want to let him monologue me on all these subjects. They're buying up and taking over VPNs so that you're not private and whatever the hell you do as if you ever were anyway. And then uh, they start giving up, you know, codes and information from Proton Mail. You know, you uh, start to find signals, you know, hacked by the FBI. You start to find out, you know, so if you think in any ones and zeros you're putting in, you're being private, you haven't been paying attention. So then we find out that there's a new product that's coming out of uh, uh, China. It's called the uh, Mesh-tastic T-beam. And what it is is a small, uh, looks like, now, it could be Arduino, you know, dated a Raspberry Pi. And it's a mesh network that they're just now starting to develop and hackers and stuff are getting access to this. And I sent Brian a video on it. He hadn't even watched yet because I, I just got this information. So what we're going to do is I'm going to send Brian and friends five of these. Now, they're not free, but they're only like 30 bucks a piece. I'm going to send five. What do you need for a good test? At least three, four, five. Yeah, I think five. So I'm going to send five to Brian and friends to check out to create a mesh network. And then it's mine, mine, mine. Thanks for setting it up. But, you know, it's uh, so you guys can play with it. Because this is the most important for me is communication. When you do these communities, you start having a Liberty community in the canyon of the small community of community. And our campsite, like we do Jackalope, we in northeastern Arizona, we have an annual festival that's off grid. You know, no signal. You're out in the middle of the forest, and no what you we. You're lucky. You know, Jack uses Bitcoin and gets some porta potties, because other than that, there's nothing. Well, what happened was is everybody's wanting to know what's the schedule, where we get, how we communicate you know, with each other. Hey, come over here. You know, the 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 popos a lot arrived here. I I hear helicopters. I mean, whatever the heck, you need some kind of communication. Well, that's what this does. And it meshes, you know, through and people link up to it, to your devices. And so, I mean, it really sounds interesting. And I think Brian and the community in the freer state of New Hampshire, this is a perfect opportunity for us to check on this. So I'm going to, you know, help that along and we'll be talking about it. So we're going to order it right now on AliExpress, but, you know, bandwidth is being a pain in the butt. So we'll take care of it. And Brian's sending me his address. So however long it takes for them to unload some cargo ship which is God knows when or whatever. So we'll get started on this. But I need, since Brian and I haven't talked for a while, I want you to monologue me where we are in tech, what uh, you've been doing, uh, what your goals are, 
And my big thing is now of all the stuff that we've done in a lot of the categories, it's now the building of homes. Cheap, quick, fast, dome, aircrete, infused with graphene, the fast, we're building. Uh, the first one we're going to be doing in Arizona, in uh, uh, central Arizona, higher elevation there for a friend. Then we're going to Washington State in May, and we're going to be building several. Then Don and I, you know, we'll start working on our own home after, you know, we learn all this. But at the end of this, we're going to have equipment, technique, and this is all new material and stuff. This is a lot of people have been doing different things, and we're going to try and upgrade it for the community. As we go into communities, everybody, what, you're, you're all in tents? You know, trailers? I mean, what do you, you know, we need to have land where we can build homes, grow our own food, and be able to be off the grid. My questions are three. What do I have to do? What can't I do? What's your conflict resolution? A lot of people want me to go, you know, and be part of their hippie commune and we're productive, Don and I, and, you know, we'll actually work. And I'm going, yeah, of course you will. What obligations do I have? You know, who I got to defend of coming in drunk with the sheriff's department behind them, sliding into the compound of, uh, you'll protect me or something. I mean, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, Brian. I mean, there's always, you know, we got issues with people. So the communication part of it is going to be essential. What are your thoughts? Monologue me on the VPN uh, thing that's going on. Mesh Network's what you guys have been working on. What's got your focus? If you don't talk for at least 20 minutes, I'll be (laughs) disappointed. Go. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Well, it's always great to be on, Ernie. Uh, And I got to tell you, the the thing I've always loved about you, I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, I mean, you absolutely are a doer. Uh, No one is waiting on you, ever. (laughs) And so... And I appreciate that uh, because, uh, you know, that does does seem pretty rare, uh, you know, in a community of people that are very concerned and rightfully concerned about a lot of what's going on. Um, you know, myself, uh, yeah, I've been going for, well, Sovereign Tech, my podcast, of course, it's S-O-V-R-Y-N uh, Tech. Uh, and you can go to SovereignTech.com to check that out. But I've been doing that for, it's been going for 10 years now. Um, and it's something that's only growing. Now, that part's hopeful, right, because... Uh, I talk about tech very frankly. Um, I pay no fealty to any of the tech giants. Really, I pay no fealty to anybody. Um, and, you know, I'll call it how I call it uh, or call it how I see it. Now, in that, I mean, it, you know, in 10 years, there have been a lot of changes. Um, like you mentioned at the top, I mean, you know, I've written um, the, like the literal security manual on Android devices. Um, so I'm pretty intimately aware of Android, how it works, the innards, the whole thing. Um, myself, you know, as far as like anything within the duopoly of the smartphone space, you know, Android and iPhone, um, you know, at, at this stage in 2021, I've essentially like just thrown my hands up. I've given up, um, you know, on a lot of that. Now, I mean, there's, there's nuance there. There are alternatives that we can look at. We're going to talk about some of them here. Um, certainly with the, uh, mesh-tastic, uh, device that, that you were just describing. We'll, we'll get into that a bit. Um, but I feel like on the consumer level, we've essentially lost. Like you are never going to go into Best Buy. Or, you know, go and go on to Amazon or whatever. And generally, you're not going to buy something that is somehow respectful to your privacy and that empowers you as an individual. And that's what I mean when I say that, that, that to some degree, we've lost the tech war. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't buy things and then, you know, up your knowledge game and figure out how to make them 
you know, privacy respecting and how to make them, uh, uh, you know, empower you as an individual. Um, so that, you know, and those are, that's the direction that my show has taken as late. That's the direction that I'm trying to lead everybody towards. And really, Ernie, it sounds like, I mean, we have very similar end goals because the end goal is, is getting people together in communities. Um, and you're a thousand percent right that communication is absolutely essential, uh, you know, to make those, uh, those communities thrive, regardless of size. Uh, you know, we, we have to we really have to have that and we're not going to go back to carrier pigeons um as as secure as that may be but <laughs> so i don't know you know i mean with drones maybe they could look out for carrier pigeons now um but we're not going to be going back to that but there are things you know that can be done there are things that that can be used um but yeah i think you know finally getting together and building these things i love what you're talking about with like these easy or well not to say that they're easy but these easier to build homes, uh, these structures, you know, like dome structures you were talking about. Um, I think that's absolutely a direction, you know, to keep looking at. Uh, I mean, some people have different terms for these things. Some people say intentional communities. Some people are into what are called eco villages. All of these things are, are just fantastic ideas um, that that have to happen because as tech has continued to pervade. And even further after 2020, <laughs> I mean, it, it seems almost unavoidable. I feel like you basically, like you, you have to walk away. You have to walk away from, uh, you know, the 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 standard. Um, well, we don't really have a free market, but the market that exists, you can't count on that because it's not respectful. It's not respecting you as it's not pro-consumer in in any real way, unless you just, you know, want to just have your eyes glaze over while you're watching Netflix or something. Thing, then sure you know we live in a world that's perfect for you you can be a potato all day long um, but if you're actually wanting you know personal autonomy and you're actually wanting uh, you know privacy and you know to be respected as a person um, I think you know a lot of which just on the market today just it, it's it's not there um, one of the things you know speaking of the, the the internet or the big bad internet as I call it uh, one of the things that I've recommended for many years on Sovereign Tech was, yeah, use a VPN, you know, and I've given talks at, at all kinds of festivals and, you know, and, and conferences and events. And it's usually the first thing I even bring up is, yeah, get a VPN, use that. Like if that the bare minimum of what you can do to reclaim your privacy to in some degree, and this is true for a smartphone as well as a laptop, desktop, computer, whatever, go ahead and, and get a VPN. Um, now I'll admit over those years, one of the top recommendations that I've made, and I've made a few, um, but one of the top recommendations I've made as far as VPNs is private internet access. Um, in fact, I think even previously when I've been on your show, um, I had talked about it in the past. Uh, however, in the past few years, uh, that recommendation certainly has changed. I cannot recommend private internet access on its own. Um, and part of that has to do with what you were bringing up, Ernie, you know, and what you, uh, uh, what you had shared with me um, about Cape Technologies. So Cape Technologies is a company that was previously called uh, Crossrider, and they were they made like uh, uh, extensions and add-ons for web browsers. They did some other things as well, um, but this is. You know, extensions and add-ons for web browsers. Think of like like ad blockers. Think um, 
I don't know, actually, even like Bitcoin wallets or password managers, uh, you know, all of these things are or like Ethereum wallets. All of these things have been, you know, these little add ons that are supposed to make your uh, your web browsing experience um, or your, you know, your productivity better when you're using the web browser uh, or like another one that's really popular is something like Grammarly, which will like scan everything that you're writing or seeing and we'll tell you if the like if the grammar's off or if there's a you know the you one know, that they always hit you on oh i'm sorry your your flash you know thing doesn't work and adobe you need to upgrade and kind of man they get you you know that mm-hmm. was the famous one that they always were using and they leave some malware on your thing to make money to track of whatever the hell so to have yep. a company like that buying up vpns i'm thinking yeah. And I think yeah. it's based out of Israel too. So I'm I'm just mm-hmm. not feeling warm and fuzzy about this. Yeah, no. And so yeah, I mean the thing is is that most people don't think about it. They think, oh, this is nice. This software is helping with my internet experience or something like that. But even something as simple as Grammarly, I mean, th- this is where people don't think about it. Is that so Grammarly is just there to like scan everything and give you recommendations on how to make your grammar better, write a better email, things like this. But you know, no, most people aren't paying attention. It's scanning everything on your screen, every text, you know, like all the text on your screen, it's looking at. It's looking at everything that you're web browsing. And what are they doing with that data? Are they selling that data off? Are they feeding it into an AI that can, you know, become Skynet in the future or something? You know, who knows, right? So, I mean, you think it's completely benign, but then even just in its function, it's actually not benign. Whether or not they're selling off that data or not, it's still infringing upon your privacy. Um, and yeah, so these apps that CrossRider had made, and this has been a problem, Google's well aware of it, Apple's well aware of it, every single tech company is well aware that, especially with web browser extensions and add-ons, it's a wild west. Firefox got to the point where they said, we can't manage this, you know, and guarantee that that the user is going to get a great experience with these add-ons. And so they switched over to where, okay, we're just going to use the same Chrome add-ons that that, that Google uses. Now these are all smart moves because, again, it it's just nasty. And and we and there have been millions, at least hundreds of thousands of, and and I, I don't think that's an exaggeration of add-ons and there really have been that many um that have been banned over time or removed over time from say like the chrome web store or whatever you know just so that that they can't infect you and i'm sure cross cross rider uh or now uh cave technologies was behind some of those so because of that uh people are very concerned now that they're buying up all of the big uh, uh vpns now they bought a private internet access i think that was back in 2019 um and then most recently, though, what's scaring everybody to the tune of $1 billion, which uh, used to be an impressive number. I guess it's not so much anymore. Now everybody's buying everybody for billions of dollars. Yeah, it's all no, monopoly Capes, money. It says here Cape's been on a VPN buying spree since 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started off with uh, with CyberGhost, and then they went to like ZenMate, and then they bought private internet access, but they bought ExpressVPN recently. Now, most people, even if they don't have a clue what a VPN is, uh, which VPN just stands for virtual private network. And it, it essentially, the best description ever, I think, for a VPN is that it's a condom for your internet connection. <laughs> okay. Like, it's just, just imagine that. Not like, anymore. Over, over, it's got go holes ahead. all in the tip. Man. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to get pregnant anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's a good idea because it, what it does is, is it encrypts all of the data and all of the traffic theoretically that, 
would go to normally would go to your ISP that would normally go to Comcast or whoever. And again, these can be on smartphones as well. And it would keep that data from getting to Verizon, keep from getting to, you know, AT&T, whoever, theoretically. Um, they're good things. They're important things. And there's other ways that they're used in, in the enterprise space. But um, ExpressVPN, everybody knows because on, if you watch YouTube for a second, you're probably going to run into an ExpressVPN ad uh, because they sponsor a lot of the very popular uh, YouTubers. Um, so this has people sweating. I mean, because people have been using ExpressVPN for years, and then they find out this company comes in and buys it out. And, you know, some of these companies, like Private Internet Access, now part of the reason I used to recommend them so much was that they would keep zero logs, and they had been tested and verified to keep zero logs, uh, at least as well as anybody can test and verify these things. Um, and the logs are, you know, okay, so the log would be, say, what, the, what your ISP, what like Comcast would normally get of everywhere and everything you did and everything you typed on the Internet. The, the idea is, is that a VPN would be privacy respecting and would keep no logs of that information ever. Okay. Wouldn't even hold it for like five minutes. It's just, it's not going to do it. Pinky um, yeah. Pinky's. Well, well, hi. See, you got it, Ernie. That's the thing is that you're always trusting them. You're always trusting a third party. You can't really know. I mean, there's ways to test if a VPN is actually masking you from who, you know, from, from who they're, they claim to be protecting you from. And that's easy enough to do, but, you know, can you really know that they're not holding your data, that they're not keeping logs? Can you really be sure of the VPN client that you install that makes it easy on your desktop to connect, uh, you know, to their servers? That's where the issues run, you know, come up. That's where, you know, the challenges are. Uh, even for tech savvy people, that's a challenge, you know, to, to make happen. Um, so this is really concerning. And not only that, what, what really doubles down on the concern is they went and bought like major VPN review sites. Even, right. You know, you know, so it's like, wait a minute. So, so they buy the competition and they even buy the person who reviews, you know, everything. I mean, it, it's a perfect storm of lying to you, you know, or at least the, its potential is there. Um, so the, yeah, this is, this is really scary. Uh, and you know, when you run into things, like uh, recently, you know, a lot of, so there's a VPN company called QuickFox and they are, their, their bread and butter is basically if you are a citizen of China and you go outside of China, but you still want to access things behind the, you know, the, the, the great wall of the internet, uh, you know, that China has up, um, you would use QuickFox to access those Chinese websites. Very, very popular. Well, just a few days ago, there was a massive data leak of over a million users uh, of I mean, most of their record, like their passwords, a ton of encrypted information, all, you know, all on these uh, Chinese users of QuickFox. And nobody knew that they were even collecting that. In fact, a lot of the information, there's no reason for a VPN to collect it unless, you know, it's doing so under the orders of, you know, they, them, those, you know, the, the state or whoever else. Um, or they're selling off that information. Either way, you're losing control of your information, which is just, you know, should be anathema for anybody getting, you know, on the Internet in any way. Um, so the concern would be that, well, if CAPE owns all these companies and then something similar happened like with QuickFox, how many millions of people would be screwed and how much data that you thought you had protected and whatever else? Yeah, no, and you it, had it's a great scary reviews. Recipe. It says here, CAPE purchased a collection of VPN review websites then right. change the rankings and we're the best ones. <laughs> you, you know, you can't make this stuff up, man. 
No, no. This I, is, and a lot of people all oh, know you got to get. And I remember, I tell you when it was. I got PIA. I started using them. I had a yep. something else before, but it was when crypto was at the Consumer Electronics Show in God. 17, 14, 13, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was a long time ago. And I remember because I used to go to the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas for years covering yep. it because you got to be a journalist or in the industry, that kind of thing. And you have, I don't know, thousands and thousands of vendors over many freaking venues to look at. And I'm, of course, in the, the basement of the Venetian looking at the 10 by 10 of some college kid with the freaking whiz bang, whatever cool thing. You know, I, I thought that was cool because that's what you see in the tech, you know, two three yeah. years later. And um, so that was what was more interesting to me. The one thing that was interesting is China would have like a freaking Bangkok bazaar, you know, where they had, you know, representatives for every freaking gizmo and doodad that you could possibly want to make whatever. So it was very entertaining. By the time you get to the Panasonic guys and the whatever and the new whatever, you know, they're, you know, I, I don't yep. care about that. They're just how they're going to use it to screw you. Well, when the crypto guys went and they had their own thing up there, that's when I could see crypto was going to go because NCR and a lot of the point of sale cash register people were making devices that I knew that even a mom and pa within five to eight years, even the smallest little bitty pizza family restaurants got to get a new tablet or something to take payment for whatever. And yep. all of these were going to be crypto friendly. Well, this is coming up to where we get this. Yeah, we'll talk about this. The central bank digital currency, Goldman Sachs .gov coin, freaking UBI, universal basic script, purple digital money, or whatever the hell is coming, okay? So I just, oh, they're going to I go, no, I guarantee they love them some Bitcoin. It's going to be Goldman Sachs .gov coin. That's what's coming. So that's a whole nother story. But at that time... It was, I met the um, PIA guys because they were mm -hmm. uh, there promoting, and it was Paul Puey from Airbits, now Edge, that goes, yeah, Ernie, man, you got to get, these are the guys. I know, you know, Pace, you know, these are these are the yep. guys. All right. Well, maybe they were then. Yeah. You know, and especially when they are then, when you get, you know, Tom's toothpaste from Maine, it's organic, it's not fluoridated, it's not, you know, it's super great and wonderful toothpaste of we don't try to kill you. Well, then what happens? You know, Procter & Gamble or Colgate or whatever buys them up because they got a name. This is what happens. It's called consolidation. And I just mm -hmm. did a show a couple of days ago. Um, James Corbett and I do a weekly show. And I go, uh, in 2020, when 2020 started, even before the COVID thing, we go, I go, 2020 it. And he goes, what? I go, it. And he goes, yep. 2020, here it comes. So we could we could feel it coming. We already made plans to do the Liberty Love Bus Liberty Tour thing and all that. Yep. Then 21 was solutions. So we've been working on solutions. What's 22? And he goes, consolidation. It's going to be the consolidation of the evil forces of they're going to come out of the woodwork and buy up everything and do and we got you. And consolidation you know, of the movement or at least a general public opinion of, and eh, no, we got to do something else. Ah, mesh networks. But what happens, I remember a documentary that got another, it was like, God, five years ago or something, and it got a revitalization of, ooh, watch this, and it was called, um, you know, Red Dragon or something, I can't remember, it was pushed by Alex Jones back in the day, mm -hmm. and what it was, was all of a sudden, what's going on now, boom, the zombie apocalypse happened, all electronics went down, everybody's surveilling everything, whatever, and they go, how did it happen, how did it happen, and a guy takes a phone and busts it open, 
takes the back off and looks, and all the chips said made in China. He goes, that's out. So when we get this mesh-tastic, you know, coming from China, I mean, you know, I mean, how secure are we going to, you know, we're going to feel? But the thing is, is that that's not, you know, what I'm really concerned about. What I'm concerned about is the ability to communicate in a small community to where Mm -hmm. you have in a neighborhood, like my uh, brother-in-law lives in this nice neighborhood here, and he's all politically activist, McAuliffe versus uh, whatever, the governor race that's going on here. He's working the election. He's, you know, and of course I'm, you guys still voting? I mean, you know, whatever. So anyway, so they have, you know, this and the, the Democrat incumbent just hired Clinton lawyers, you know, in the election this next week. There's going to be fraud. I guarantee it. And we're going to have the lawyers of whatever the hell, man. It's already it hadn't even started yet. And it started. So this is this community as they're doing and walking around. They started to find out who the, you know, the liberals are and who the conservatives are. And they're starting who's you're still your friend and not your friends and how you communicate. And of course, you know, they're saving the planet and you masters of the universe are against us for yada, 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 Facebook, you know, or they'll start using, Ooh, private is on signal. Well, that'll do it. You know, or telegram. All these are freaking proton mail, all compromised from the beginning. I always went in knowing that they would, if they weren't, they're going to be anyway. So if you have the mesh network, a mesh tastic or something, you are being able to communicate. Well, how private would it be? You know, I don't know. You know, is it, it give the codes of the Biden administration and they just any and everything that comes on there. It, when people get in trouble is when they think they're private. And then they start, <laughs> you know, getting all, you know, here come the, the misogynist and racist jokes of whatever. And then you get canceled for the rest of your life because you forwarded the meme or something. Right. So right. Um, I am not that concerned when we get to a closed private community. And it doesn't even need to be, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about too. Does it have to be a compound, adjacent properties? Could it be a community mm-hmm. out, a small town that you got, you know, your good fences make good neighbors. And, you know, my neighbor happens to be somebody I don't agree with, but next to him is, you know, my best friend of whatever. I mean, you know, so we can talk about the communities. But when you have a mesh network, and ones that have some range like this, you're jumping over your, you know, status puke neighbor and to the other guy you want to talk to and not going straight to the man. Will they be able to hack those chips? Are they able to glean off of the information? Are they going to maybe, maybe not? I'm not really that concerned. It's not if you're going to be on the list, be on top of the list. It's safer there. I mean, you know, I've, I've been That's out right. in the open on this <laughs> stuff, but I definitely want to have the ability, just like when we go to these different festivals you know, to not, the man not know every, I mean, at least we got our own mesh network. So that's the first question. This is our motivation for doing this. So I'm, I want to ask if we have something like this mesh-tastic, which is Arduino, you know, slept with a Raspberry Pi. I mean, it looks like whatever, and it's got antennas, I mean, you know, whatever. It's gobbly geek right. stuff. And that's Single board with a USB. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, and you can USB charge it. So you put mm-hmm. a little solar panel on it, put it on top of a tree, you're done. You know, I'm like, right. ooh, we've thinking about, because <laughs> we do pirate radio, we've been doing that, and we have mm-hmm. the IPFS, you know, pirate box, you know, network that we're doing. And I mean, so this is right in line with that. So um, if I have this and we're communicating in a community of here comes, you know, the galloping hordes of whatever, and we need to something, you know, the, the, the raccoons are on rampage, going to eat all our food or whatever, you know, and you communicate this, what's the possibility of it going to the Internet? 
How would it, what would they have to do? Is there some satellite that would be able to monitor this? I mean, what is the capability of something like this of things that we, you know, don't understand or don't know how monitored we would be? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, the range, of course, is a question, and that's what we're going to test. And I appreciate you providing us with the opportunity to test it. Um, you know, range is a big question. But the big, the big thing that... My phone <laughs> goes to freaking space. I got GPS. Right. That's a radio. I'm going to yeah. space. I'm connected to a satellite right freaking not later. And right over there, last night, my brother and I are talking and everything about, you know, uh, Alexa and all this stuff. Yeah, there it turns on. You know, he goes, uh, Alexa, you know, uh, you know, who's your master? I mean, you know, it's just, as we're sitting there talking and saving the planet and the universe from the galloping hordes or whatever, we're freaking listening. So I'm in Derek Slopey's yeah. basement. I got to tell you this story. We're in his basement planning to okay. overthrow the bad guys and saving the universe. And then all of a sudden, something <laughs> reminds him he needs to get to. He goes, Alexa, get me the, uh, put on my shopping list. What I go, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Derek, goes, come on. He goes, you got your phone on you? And I go, yeah, okay, good point. You know, I think he's taking yeah. it out now. I think it kind of, you know, creeped him out a little bit too much. But, but uh, you know, he makes a good point. Everybody bitches about this stuff, and they walk around with a phone on them. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this mesh uh, network, this mesh-tastic, you know, just by looking at it and the chips on there and the distance of whatever, and this little radio right here, this cell phone, connects gps to space right now they know mm -hmm. where i'm at they know where mm -hmm. i'm going they know they know freaking everything and what you think you know they got you know darp has got a little chip in the whatever trusted program module of you know you're screwed so how yeah. going in right now before we get any further on this mesh thing how much reliance should we have on a private mesh that we set up and you're going to play with and how would you even know I think you, you just cut out, Ernie. Okay, well, I think you just came back. I'm going to turn off my video. Okay, go ahead. Let me see if that helps. Yeah, I turned off my video. Oh, I'm sitting here slinging around my phone. That's probably what it was. <laughs> you still there, Brian? Yep. Okay. It looks like you're coming back. I just okay. cut my video. See if yeah. So help. the yeah, I cut my video, so we're good. But go ahead and you know, explain that part to me. You know that. Yeah, I know the man doesn't want us to. We get to the good, good. They're not wanting to, us to talk about that. Okay. All right, we're back All right. recording. The man doesn't want us, uh, you know, getting into this detail. All right, the detail. The question before you know everything went down. Is and I got full bars. I don't know what the heck's going on. They don't want us talking about this. The mesh task, yeah. I guess when I say that word, um, the capability even of a phone that connects me to space and they get my geopositional listen to and Alexa is over there recording everything anyway. Um, I get a mesh tastic device here to do this mesh networking and it's impressive some of the distances that it can do, mesh a neighborhood. And I'm going, yeah, because that's what they're doing. Where this is could easily be the Chinese answer to Amazon's sidewalk. I just saw an article where Verizon, their 5G thing, I got, you know, a AT&T, two SIM cards that go into a Netgear on the bus. I have a hotspot uh, 5G super liars of, uh, of Verizon. 
I got a Nomad Internet that do, uses T-Mobile. I got a Raspberry Pi that manages Wi-Fis, you know, when you come in contact mm-hmm. with them. And then, of course, we have three different phones that we use. So I got like seven, eight different ways to get on the Internet, and all of them suck, okay? Yeah. So I'm like, um, between them, I usually get something decent, but obviously not. And... um uh, so we're, I'm looking for Starlink. I'm going, woohoo! Well, there, I want to see how far up uh, Uncle Sam's butt, you know, Elon is. So we'll see about that. <laughs> but the um, look at these mesh tastic devices. And if I got a phone that's going to space right now and everything's surveilling me, um, Verizon just worked a deal with Amazon to tap in to their sidewalk project which is your home device and your echoes and all this other stuff are and your alexas and so on are providing internet access for somebody walking in front of your house on the sidewalk right so i'm going whoa so they are locking into that with your cell structure to give you 5g and everything and in phoenix you can see about every block they got these 5g transmitters everywhere to saturate the crap out of something. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not feeling super warm and fuzzy when the Chinese come in with a mesh network with a whole bunch of little black squares on this thing. And God knows what's in there. What kind of threat are we looking at, Brian? Sure. Um, So, well, one thing we're, we're probably never going to get past, you know, seeing made in China on any kind of, you know, circuit board. Uh, or, or processor. Um, so there's that part. But I think there's there's ways around that. Now, I mean, an important thing to keep in mind, two things. One is that I do think that communications that exist outside of the man's purview uh, are possible. And we know this because the FBI and other alphabet soup organizations will go and shut down companies that make them. Think like Phantom Phone uh, and some others. Um the other part, so keep that in mind that, A, it's possible because it does make them sweat, clearly. The other part that's important is you mentioned Sidewalk. Now, when Amazon was testing Sidewalk, all they needed to cover the entire city, for, for the entire city of Los Angeles to be able to communicate their devices, all they needed was 300 devices for the entire city of L.A. That's a massive area to cover with only 300 little devices. Um, so range is possible. And this is possible, you know. Uh, the most important thing is that, you know, regardless of where these devices are made, all of that, most important thing is that it doesn't connect to the big bad Internet. It doesn't connect to what everyone else is connected to. That's key. Um, using, you know, as far as, like, the way, like, the low raw transmission that it does, which just means that it's, like, low-powered, which is great. You want that. Um, especially if you're, you know, building your own little community or something like that. Um, you know, if you're encrypting on your device, uh, you know, what gets sent between the two devices, that's really what matters. You know, they could see from space, you know, like you were talking about, they could see perhaps that, okay, two devices are communicating or there's a way to register that the two devices are communicating. But as long as those two devices aren't connected to the big internet, and so, you know, and, and there isn't some, you know, agent provocateur there or, or some kind of insider to actually, you know, be on location. If and, they have to. Right, if they have to. You know, then, I mean, if somebody's there to do like a, you know, a local code injection of some kind, 
yeah, there's nothing we can do about that, you know, and that's probably going to beat most encryption. Um, and of course, the other part, you know, what beats most encryption? A simple camera, you know. <laughs> and so if there's a camera around and they have access to whatever that camera sees, I mean, you're screwed anyway, right? No matter how, how great of encryption you have. Um, but if you do keep these devices on their own network and you make it, you know, you code it right in that they're not reaching out in any other way, um, and you're using, you know, your own, uh, well, I mean, and you can use whatever operating system. I mean, there's plenty of good options out there. Uh, but I think it is possible to largely harden a, a, a network of devices like this to, to where, you know, it, it would be very difficult for them to be able, you know, for they, them, those to see uh, what know, exactly is being shared. You, you mentioned, you said uh, encryption. And mm -hmm. I don't even really count on encryption anymore. I mean, when they get their quantum AI, if I push the button, I know everything. Oh, mm -hmm. well, we'll do our quantum version. I go, yeah, yeah, right after they took your wallet. I mean, you know, I'm, I, yeah, it's really going to come down to uh, communities and them. I mean, who the hell do you really want to be talking to about real life issues of you know who's gonna freaking let the dog out and go harvest the potatoes i mean you know it's you right. know, it's going to be a local mesh thing and that's what i'm uh excited about something like this is that we have the ability to have the convenience of modern day life to be able to send files to be able to post pictures or be able to whatever and you know that's where yeah. the ipfs comes in you know, I could be private with my family and just post up whatever, and we have the hashes to it and none their business. And then, mm -hmm. you know, just regular uh, mesh networking of text messages of time to come to dinner. I mean, you know, whatever, something that you can be private. So, you know, something like this, you're thinking there's potential. I mean, it's, it's worth testing yes. out and we can see what's up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's step one. Um, I mean, there are technologies that exist they're not like consumer ready. I don't know if the consumers are ever going to have access to them. <laughs> um, they're not like secret either, but uh, there are technologies that exist that I think would give us like the, the type of communication that, you know, you and I have been dreaming about for years. Um, you know, for example, like, uh, so this uses the, the Mashtastic, you know, again, uses low raw radios. I mean, it has Bluetooth. Uh, it has Wi-Fi. I mean, it has options on it. And um, low raw stands for low power radio, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is again a great thing to have. Um, well, they don't because, mean low distance. They mean it no, requires right. a teeny weeny baby battery or something. Yeah, it just doesn't. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't need a big battery to power it for a good long while. Uh, and, and, you, and it can be charged through the USB with a solar panel. Right. So you put this thing on top of some trees or houses or up in the you know, watertight box of, I mean, I'm getting, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to have some fun with these. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a couple different ways we'll test them because we'll test them as, you know, what if, how would they work as a, well, what, what I would call a choke point as in like we all access the device that has that or then how would it work if we're just directly connecting device to device, which might be the, you know, the, the way to go. Um, but, you know, step two, step three of where we could take this you know, A, I think you really got to get people used to communicating this way, you know, used to connecting and going through the process. So even if this isn't like the, the perfect getaway, you know, from the from the purview of the NSA and whoever else, um, it's worthwhile to use to get people used to, again, to connecting this way, to communicating this way and to, to just like, you know, it's almost like a dress rehearsal 
for, uh, you know, having your own network, right? And and I think that's that's very important in itself, and especially when the price is only, like, is less than $30. That's phenomenal. Right. Um, but then when we get, you know, in the future, I mean, hopefully we can get access to things like what, what's called Li-Fi, which is laser internet, where, and, and this is really the dream, where you are literally just sending, you know, laser beams between two devices that will send all of the data that you need to send between the two devices. Now, this has already been tested. Uh, it is, it's not something that's like only for the military. There are independent communities that have tested this thing out. Um, there's even been operating systems that have been developed to make use of it. Um, you know, all this stuff costs money to do, and I'm sure they haven't had a whole lot of funding. But that's a direction more going in the future, because when you do that, See, then you're not just like spraying and praying data, okay? You're not just like, you know, just just splooging it all out everywhere, like having a device on top of a tree. Then you're going device to device. It's a quick, you know, just imagine a, a blaster bolt or a phaser shot, uh, you know, from, from, from Star Trek or something. And it's just a quick shot from device to device. And then there's nothing for them to pick up because the transmission's done. It's not hanging, you know, in the air. I mean, it's only in one spot. Um, where, so they can't even really monitor it. Um, and it's, again, at the speed of a laser. So literally the speed of light. And, you know, that's the dream to get to that. And then we could get into, I mean, China's, the Chinese government has already tested this. And, you know, the American government sweats about it. Uh, that, you know, where they've sent what they basically quantum laser communicate or quantum encrypted laser communication. And hey, if we could all get, we could get that, great. Again, I'm talking, you know, that's the dream. That's, that's where we get to maybe next. But again, all these things are possible. Um, but right now, what's accessible, there's possible and then there's accessible. What's accessible is something, uh, you know, like what we're going to be testing here, um, you know, with the MeshTastic. So yeah, mesh networking, I mean, this is, this is key. And again, I think even just getting people ready to, to you know, getting used to communicating this way and not relying so much perhaps on their smartphone or in the way that they normally use their smartphone uh, is incredibly beneficial. And then we can start working on, once that's built up, then we can start using that to communicate. How do we get to level two, you know, and then how do we get to level three? Um, I want to get the level, uh, I could do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're willing to take this on and the VPN thing is, you know, duh, but it's just an mm -hmm. example of how they're, how far and how willing they are to buy up, consolidate, do in any and everything to get your ones yes. and zeros. And yes. I, and I'm just got, I'm to the point, I don't care, man. You know, I, you know they, they're the architect in the matrix. They can't freaking understand it anyway. When you and I mm -hmm. talk about, you know, volunteerism and we're going to this and that and we'll just be left alone and be productive now. No, you won't. You need you need us to rule you and tell you you'll starve or something. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't even know what their thought process is and I don't care. I'm looking right. at a pirate's life for me. And when you go to pirateswithoutborders.com, yeah, go ahead and pull that up and you'll you'll see what I mean. You go to yeah. pirateswithoutborders.com, on the top of the banner, you have these categories. Communication is number one for this yes. kind of stuff. And hell yeah. And, you know, matter of fact, I should put this over to there right now. It's at the top of Freemans Phoenix. I'll get to it a little later and put this as one of the top stories in that category because this is exactly what we're talking about and why I have Brian on and I like to talk to Dr. Sovereign. And <laughs> the, um, uh, but there's also 
food and medicine and energy. And I just, you know, today I order over 30 kilowatts of lithium iron phosphate batteries. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm doing it now because when I, by the time I get back to Arizona, I want them waiting on me and it's going to take six to 10 weeks to get them. You know, so I'm like, all oh, right, yeah. well, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be without power. Then, you know, the, of all the things on there, you know, the health and the food and, you know, our home in Phoenix, we, you know, our aquaponics and chickens and turkeys and goats. And I mean, I get it. I've, I've been, I, I've checked off most of the, the boxes, but there's two things. One, we still got to finish the pirate box and IPFS and make sure you can put content providers like yourself can put up ones and zeros and mm-hmm. them not be censored, deleted, and be accessible to everyone. So that, that's one thing. The other thing is, is day-to-day in uh, mesh network, we they can't stop the signal that you can communicate. And they're going to have to have, like, radio jammers or something. I mean, they got to bring in the military trucks kind of – not that they right. wouldn't. But, you know, I'm just you know out in the middle of nothing. And, man, you guys got enough problems to worry about in the urban areas, you know uh, – peace be upon thee, but I'm not in your crap. I'm over here, but we want to be able mm. to communicate. Well, the um, I, I can see, and my prediction is this, Brian, that after this winter and people start getting cold and they have energy outages and their, you know, all the supply chain gets to whatever and the shelves go bare again. And, you know, oh my God, right. this is the 14th time I don't have tooth, uh, toilet paper. So when they get to that, at some point, they're going to start going, you know, that retirement house I wanted to build in the cabin out on the lake or whatever, why am I waiting? Why don't I just do it yep. now? You know, yep. why, what, 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 what's the point here? You know, so my kids can go to a, a, a good school, if you could find one. You know, I, I, <laughs> you know no, we're, we're done. We're going to go learn to be human beings first. And I think there's going to be like grapes of wrath and freaking 15 billion Model T's and Model A's going across the country of people moving from Dust Bowl to whatever. This is going to be not to any particular state. You know, of course, they're all going to leave New York and California. But, yeah. you know, um, and there would be a big increase in Texas and Arizona kind of populations and New Hampshire and that kind of stuff. But I think yep. it's going to be more a flight from urban areas to rural. And the rural areas suck with communication. That is one of the big. Yes. But a lot of times, and they could even just turn you off or we're not giving you service or screw you. And even, you know, go to Starlink and say, yeah, you thought you could have the rule. Yeah, well, you're turning off this valley. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. So if you have, you know, if uh, uh, Brian Sovereign and friends can come up with um, a practical use of this hardware and making a community like when we do Jackalope and all of a sudden everybody in the valley are able to communicate in real time with each other. Boom. We're freaking that's a big giant chunk of one humongous less thing I got to do. So, yeah, this is. Um, one of the things that you guys are working on, what are some of the things uh, when you're talking with your group? Because how I found you, there's a, a Telegram group that you really don't have anything to do with. You know, it's like sovereign tech fans or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm going, cool. You know, that's, you know, because this stuff is, you know, interesting. That's how I, you know, got hold of uh, through that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wanting to make sure that, um, I understand. Is there some other tech that you're you guys are focusing on or working on that we don't know about and should? Yeah, sure. Uh, so something that we're looking pretty deeply at right now are Linux-based phones, um, like the Pine Phone, um, to where because 
Oh, I've been I mean, promised there's, that there's for alternatives a with an... <laughs> Exactly. I know what you mean, Ernie. <laughs> so fortunately, they are, they really are becoming a reality. And not only that, the key part is they're affordable. Um, you know, they're even like below the, the, the cost of the average, you know, Android phone, which uh, that's a pretty new development in the past year or so. Um, so though, those, that's one of the big areas to look at is getting out of, uh, the duopoly of smartphones, you know, of Android and iOS, because neither of those are, again, are respecting your privacy, um, and are really giving you control. Um, so like you were talking about your GPS earlier, how that's always communicating, you know, uh, we can't even trust that when we tell, you know, on our Android device that when we say, you know, turn off GPS, that that GPS is really off because we know that Google can remotely turn it back on or whoever, whatever powerful party, you know, can turn it back on. So we need devices with hardware switches. And, you know, those are things that we're looking into. The Linux phone is a big part of that. Um, and, you know, the other part really, I, I think, comes down to, uh, and, and this has been really hopeful as well, um, there are now laptops out there where you can actually, you can repair them yourself, you know, where, where there is a real right to repair movement going on um, in the world, which is very exciting uh, to finally see that people care that much. You no, know, when I buy, when I spend a thousand dollars on something or whatever, you know, I want this thing to, I want to be able to upgrade it. I want to be able to repair it. I want control of the hardware. Um, and that's happening. Um, and we're getting the open source hardware, not just the open source software, but the open source hardware to allow for that uh, as well. So, you know, there are great things happening right now. Uh, um, you have to look for them. Some of them, are, some of them are affordable. Some of them are not. Um, but, you know, it, it is it, it's good to see that there are people that actually care, you know, as to where I think in, you know, even just a couple of years ago or three years ago, uh, a lot of this stuff was just pie in the sky dreams where it's not anymore. Now people know, no, you know, we have to have this. Yeah. Um, well, you yeah. see, I just want the audience to know, man, I'm exploiting the crap out of Brian and friends because for 150 bucks, I can send five of these units for him to set up and I'm done. Ha, 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 ha. For you, guys, <laughs> you know, so. Right. But it, but it's really a demonstration for the whole community yes. of, you know, we've been talking about this forever. And I remember Derek Slopey saying one time, he goes, it's going to have to be, you want uh, private communication. It's going to have to be device to device. It's going to have to be something like yes. an Arduino that can't, doesn't even have the memory capacity to download malware. I mean, it's not, right. it's got to be something real but simple kind of. And then when I saw this, I go, Man, this this kind of pretty much described what Derek was looking for, you know. Yeah. So and and then just by chance, you know, I mean, at the same time I'm seeing this, you know, Brian confirmed with Donna he could come on to them like, oh hell yeah, I guess what we're talking about, you know. <laughs> so this is um, I, I just want the community to know this is how this stuff happens when Brian has the capability and and the community there in New Hampshire. Um, there's a lot of tech guys there that, you know, are thinking along the same lines. We get this going, I'll pimp the living crap out of it. And yeah. we'll have, you know, because there's a need for it. You know, we, we need this. This is something right. that's going to be, it's, it's nonviolent. It's, there's no, there's no taking over the radio station. I mean, be the radio station. I mean, crap. You know, there's no taking over the TV station and we're going to broadcast V for Vendetta and standing there with a yeah. bomb or something. You know, there's no, there's no need for that. And it's just to get 
away. And technology is such, and that's what Pirates Without Borders is all about. And then the letters of Captain Mark is, you know, like why we're doing it and the standard by which we put the different things. Like the second letter mm-hmm. is on crypto. It's on pirate money. Third letter is hailing frequencies invisible to the crown. It's communication. And the, the first letter is why I raised my black banner. And the second one was economics and communicating prices and, you know, uh, uh, with uh, crypto and money and pirate money. And I'm not hauling gold to the moon and I need to have my crypto and X marks a spot on some beach somewhere maybe. But, you know, then we have uh, pirate communications, which is and then we have, you know, a bunch of other stuff, you know, in healthcare and and other things, immigration, a lot of other issues. But the top three is my declaration of uh, I just declared my independence and I didn't need a government form. I got, you know, uh, a way to communicate uh, with you in bartering and prices and buying stuff and silk roading. And that's one thing you're talking about. We have um, uh, uh, blackmarketfridays.com. You go to blackmarketfridays, plural, dot com, and we're using IPFS pages and uh, Corbett and I are really pushing this thing. Mike Swatek set this up to where in one day last year we did Black Market Friday. It was um, 200 vendors signed up. So we got, you know, people are adding on to this is creating their own marketplace. But when you're right. starting to do this and communicating, hey, I got this really cool gun or really cool communication mesh network or something. That, Ooh, the man don't like that. Well, how... Are they going to get you? They're going to get you by downloading your communication. You said this and you didn't like the IRS and blah, 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 blah. And uh, mesh network, especially when you're dealing it with uh, a community. And this looks like has enough distance that you can communicate farm to farm to farm to farm to farm. And if you right. if you need to, you put a solar panel on it on top of a pine tree and you're freaking done. So I see the solutions to this is not take a gun and run to Washington and try to be the ones in charge of the monuments and the marble. Who gives a crap? You know, I go, yeah, let them be in charge. I don't care. I, you know, yay, you got to swamp the government over. <laughs> I, I don't care. But yeah. I need to be able to have these modern day conveniences and the ability to live the modern life that to which I wish to become accustomed to. And I get my Jarvis instead of an Alexa. You know, I, right. I, I, I want, I don't mind having AI, but it better be freaking mine. You know, I'm not going to be a subject to it or whoever owns it. So this is where you come in. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. what your philosophy is in the future and what you're using tech and your abilities to prepare for. Sure. Um, well, I think you hit it a lot of it. I mean, the beauty of the digital realm is that you, you know, it's not, it's not a realm of scarcity. And in that, you can build in parallel. Like you, you don't, you don't have, like you were saying, you don't have to take over the local TV station. You don't have to take over the radio. You don't have to take over whatever. It's not necessary. You just build, you just, you know, build the parallel versions of that, um, you know, that, that speak the truth, you know, and speak truth to power and whatever else. And, and, you know, will empower you to live your life the way that you want to live it. Let, let the legacy system eat itself. It's going to just, just let it, it it'll fall apart on its own. So just have everything else. You don't have to do anything about that. Just build your, you know, build your system. Um, and, you know, I mean, all of this can take a lot of different shapes, um, but having our own network uh, is incredibly key. Uh, I've been pushing for a long time to use the Briar app. Um, if you do have an Android smartphone, uh, you know, being able to communicate without, you know, using uh, any of the telcos or without, um, 
you know, connecting to the internet via, you know, an ISP or anything like that. Um, having real control, you know, when you buy a device, I mean, you should have control over it. And, you know, having real control, the ability to just use that and communicate uh, is, is a powerful thing. Uh, so if no one's looked into the Briar app, I definitely recommend, you know, doing so. Um, but yeah, keep, you know, solar power. I, I mean, you, you listed off so much of what people can learn about right now, get on board with, start building it. And again, you just, you exist in parallel. You, you don't, you don't even have to, you don't have to engage um, the legacy system, you know, and that's that's really the goal that I am looking at uh, is how is it possible to do that? You know, I, a lot of people are getting into van life. A lot of people are getting into, you know, just constantly like being on the road and, you know, living nomadic remotely and everything. Those are totally viable today. Uh, and a lot of that comes from battery technology, like you were yep. talking about, and that's getting better and better every day. Um, I mean, there's supply chain issues now, certainly around batteries, but, you know, plan things right, and it's, it may not be a problem for you. Get in on it now. Um, so it, that that's one of the, in fact, those are, that's one of like the really low key things that nobody really talks about that's very exciting in tech is just how good batteries are getting. Um, and how accessible they are and how good. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what you can get these days. I mean, the generators you can buy for, you know, even less than a hundred dollars, uh, are remarkable what you can do with them. I mean, you know, but then get into higher prices and it's amazing. Well, you know, Colin that has the big white bus, you know, that was that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, we met him, well, we've known him for a long time. He's at Jay Noons and so on, but he was at the, Mm uh, Midfest. And then he was at Jackalope, and we see him at, uh, we went to his father's home in Kansas City, and he did some battery compartment electrical upgrades on a lot of stuff that we were doing. Yeah. And I showed him the battery system that I'm buying from, you know, my home we're building, and I go, look, you know, it's called um, Life Power, which used to be Gill, which is, it's a rack <laughs> of six of these, and, you know, like, a, it's about the size of a... Uh, a uh, dishwasher and it has 30 kilobytes. I mean, I'm sure kilowatts. So Mm -hmm. you get 30 kilowatts and you're freaking, you're done, you know? And I, I, and uh, each one of those are only $1,500 to get 5.8 kilowatts, something like that. Well, hell he has over a thousand pounds of lead acid batteries on that bus to give him less than that, you know? And I'm going, um, get rid of that lead acid, get one of these. Are you freaking yeah. kidding me? Okay. Yeah. So he's all excited. He's in on the buy of that. This changes everything. These batteries, they're like that. We have four Battleborns, 400 amp hours, and they've got a five, 10 year warranty, which I think we're going to have to use on one of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, um, uh, they have their own protections and they're all great and wonderful warranties and so on. But that was, when I first got it, it was like $1,200 over a year ago. And now, you know, they're down to like 900 and you can get, you know, clones of them down to 350 You know, exactly. I, it, it, and it's just amazing what the capacity is for you to give the middle finger to the man while the solar panels have gotten dirt cheap. They're three, four times the power density now. You have, right. I mean, and I'm thinking, I'm going, what if China... Mass producing this stuff and dumping them here in America and cheap and man, come get our batteries so that we can bone the energy industry, you know, from behind. And I'm going, well, cool. Maybe I can help. But, you know, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, you want to take out 
the energy industry, yeah. you don't need them. And what are they going to do? They're going to have shortages on natural gas. They're going to have shortages. You know, they shut down pipelines and this and that and everything. And then people are going to be making just these kinds of decisions for the philosophy of decentralization. They're going to come to it just out of survival and I don't want to die mode, you know, yeah. and without even being philosophical about it. But when it gets to that, all the things like even like heirloom seeds that you know, we bought years ago, you know, mm-hmm. I bought all the copper from my home a year ago, July, because I knew it was going to happen. So I, you know, it's just, it, it's our community is so much further ahead. And when we put as an emphasis on what's more important to us, which is just being and breathing free, raising our children, teaching them Co-oping, homeschool, the build a dome school of hired the one of the moms to teach the fourteen kids of the blah 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 blah. We're going right. to be so much happier, so much better off, so much healthier, live longer, being have the satisfaction of producing and building stuff, having happier, healthier animals. You know, yep. um, living a better diet and a lot more secure in just day to day. We're not going to die, and uh, we need to communicate. So I'm my big thing now. If you'll focus. You know, on this and some other communication, the IPFS thing we're doing. Yep. Now my focus when we get back to Arizona is going to be the development of the materials to quickly, rapidly, cheaply, inexpensively, quality, insulated, freaking awesome, kick-ass shelter home building. That's right. where I'm focusing now. And when Ernie Button gets pushed on something, guess what happens? It happens. <laughs> it freaking happens. Gosh That's darn right. it. Everybody get ready. You know, so now you need to think about... You know, the social aspect of it. I had um, Stefan Verstappen, Verstappen on. Everybody was encouraging me to talk to him. And mm-hmm. the same questions. What do I got to do? What can I do? Which conflict resolution? Well, you know, everybody's got a plan for me. And I'm just like, no, I don't want you to have. I mean, that was the promise of the declaration and, you know, the purpose of government defense of individual rights. You know, if it doesn't do that, it's time to alter or abolish. It's your right, your duty. So I'm going, okay, um, well, I, I want to just be left alone, be free, and I'll go do it myself. You know, am I allowed? That's my plan. I want to have a plan. My plan is I get to have my plan. What, what, yeah. what about you? Oh, we got to, you got to have the plan of the collective of some other plan. I'm like, no, that's nope. no, it's not a plan. <laughs> so what's your plan, Brian? What do you think is going to happen as the freer state of New Hampshire evolves and develops? Well, I'll tell you, I, I might end up in a, in a, uh, you know, in an RV or van myself, <laughs> you know, just to be. Just to be more mobile, yeah. um, because I'm I'm with you in that you know really wanting to to yeah just have that freedom just have it now just live it now don't ask for permission, you know and and just do it. Um, communications are a big deal to me. Uh, that's something that I you know I'll be continuing to work on um, as far as you know, and how tech in general you know can really yeah give us a lifestyle that you know where we're not going necessarily back to you know hunting and gathering you know we we don't have to go that far back <laughs> without all of this um but yeah uh you know my plan is to just is to to keep doing that get the technology make people aware of the technologies i mean you know every it seems like every time society is going through some kind of dramatic shift and we certainly been going through one um you always get a back to the land movement that comes back i mean i think we're probably on the fifth sixth seventh one in in the united states alone uh right now and but the difference today 
is that we don't have to rely on Mother Earth News to transmit information. We don't have to rely on the backwoodsmen, right? We don't have to rely on, or, you know, the magazines. We don't have to rely on periodicals that take a month to come out. Um, now we have, like what you're doing, you know, now or now we have podcasts. Now we have, you know, all these varying technologies that can, you know, even show people. You know, this is one of the big things for me. It's just like when you have that inner peace, like you're talking about Ernie having, because, you know, we're just, we're just living on, you know, over here. Um, I think that excites people when they see it. I mean, it might terrify them, too, and they want to do something bad, but hopefully it just excites them and they want a piece of that, too. And, you know, now we can tell people about it. Now they can hear about it. Now they can know that it exists. And that's where it's very different. And so, um, yeah, for for me, uh, everything that I, that I can possibly do to live as, you know, rebellious and freely as possible, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm well, doing. Well, that's a tech, you know, what happened is... Um, when I first started doing Freedom's Phoenix back in 05, God, it's been 16 yeah. years, okay? Unbelievable. So it's like a half a million stories up there. I mean, it's amazing. Well, what yeah. I would do every Saturday when I would, you know, before I had staff putting everything up all the time and stuff like that and had overwhelming number of, oh, my God. But, you know, every Saturday I'd get up, I'd go to the computer, and I'd do what I wanted to do. I would ask, you know, a few questions. What's the mm-hmm. latest development in propulsion? You now, this would be like for space travel and stuff or, right. you know, cars or whatever. I go propulsion, communication, energy, you know, and, and I start off with those three. And all of a sudden, boom, there'd be a dozen stories that would come up for that week. That would be about whatever. Well, then it got to the point, you know, people really like the tech stuff, you know, like what you do. You know, sovereign tech is, oh, hell yeah. We're going to listen to Brian. So, which, by the way, give out your uh, uh your web page or sure. uh, you know, your YouTube channels or bit shoots or whatever. Do that now, will you please? Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Uh, if you want to find everything I do, all you got to do is go to SovereignTech.com. S O V uh, V is in Victor. S O V R Y N.com or tech.com. So sovereign T E C H uh, com, And uh, that's, that's where you can find it all. And there's, I haven't been doing this since 2005, but I do, I do have 10 years under my belt. Yeah, so. no, no, no. You've been doing it long yeah. enough. And it's not like I know more than you. I just know no, a lot of the stuff that I put up there, is, as Brian said, anyway. So, you know, this is um, – so what I did is I created a category called Top Tech News. If you go on freemansphoenix.com on the left side, you'll scroll down a little bit, and you'll see, like, some little tech stories, and it says Top Tech News, and you can click on that hyperlink if you if you know to and um you see all the tech which would be you know energy and different materials and communication you know just different stuff well if you go to the pirateswithoutborders.com that red rectangle on the left side then it takes you over to pirates and we took all of that that interfaces the dashboard on freedoms phoenix interfaces with pirateswithoutborders.com. So I took all those and separated them into a category. So when you look at the top of Pirates Without Borders and you hit communication or energy, like if you're on the page there, hit energy, then scroll Mm -hmm. down and you'll see all of this battery tech, you know, all of the new blah, 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 blah. Okay. And, you know, the uh, molten salt reactors, thorium, uh, this, that, I mean, whatever the hell, you know, in energy tech, but generally, uh, only if it's a small reactor and could be to a community or something. I'm not, you know, uh, there's not a whole bunch of stuff up there on like transportation. It's personal 
uh, electric drone flying, and I get my own bite me stuff, you know, flying right. car kind of crap. So I'm always looking more towards how it empowers the individual or the yeah. family or a household. It's going down to where you are able to get off of their grid. So our shirts, you've probably seen our pirate shirts we have. One of them is with our pirate ship there. At the top left, you see it says, take virtual tour. You should mm-hmm. click that and just watch it in the background. You'll see our pirate ship. You know, a lot of people don't see that. You do that and you go, damn. Well, our shirt says above the grid. We're not even off the grid. We're above it. There's no off what grid. I mean, we're above the grid. We don't care. You know, we got a pirate ship. <laughs> so it's an attitude. And this Wait. is what we're trying to promote. And this ability to do the mesh networking, everybody's been screaming about, and I'm sure you've been talking about working on whatever anyway. That's why I want to make sure you saw it and get yeah. you guys in on this. Because I see communication is kind of being solved you know we're it's it's well on its way i mean i want to keep you know time and pressure i mean you know keep my finger on it you know keep it going but um we're having a lot of advances in that at least a big advance is people see that we need to advance in it that's a big thing and then the other thing is dwelling it's where you live how you live i feel a lot of freedom and comfort in the bus I mm-hmm. like being able to go wherever. I like being able to, you know, go to sleep and it's kind of cool and I got to put a hoodie on. I wake up in the morning, it's got warm on my face and I, but you got to travel, you know, to do that. You stay in Phoenix, man. It's awesome, you know, getting towards this time of the year, but you know, it's 120. That sucks. You know, yeah. <laughs> then, you know, I'm, I'm up in New Hampshire, man. This is awesome. Then it gets minus 20 and that sucks, <laughs> you know, so yep. being mobile doesn't suck. But if I got a good dwelling that, you know, is well planned out and insulated and low powered and the tech, blah, 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 you know, that's pretty cool. You know, Donna likes being in the desert. She wants to stay in the desert. I like the desert because it doesn't have bugs. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of advantages, but you need the tech. So the shelter thing in the building, uh, as we develop that and doing it, Mike Swatek, that does the, the silver guy, the pirate guy, and he does a lot of IPFS stuff. Um, we helped uh, map out and do his foundation and getting ready. He's building a big aircrete dome right now on mm-hmm. his property. And this is for his sister to retire in. She's like, yeah, well, I want to go. I got land. Do it. We'll do that. Done. And he has a guy that did Dome Gaia out of, Holly, out of um, uh, Hawaii that uh, we met at MidFest at his uh, event there in Oklahoma that did it. He built it. He goes, yeah. So he's staying there helping him build it. You know, so we're going by, we'll learn a bunch from that, and they've got the machines going, and I mean, this is happening right, not later. Plus, we have the geodesic dome machine, you know, so mm-hmm. we're incorporating that in, and we have the engineering that's being done, and we found an engineering firm that will uh, certify these if anybody gives a crap about getting a permit, and um, they're certified in 50 states and 37 countries. So, you know, we pay a one-time, like, $7,000 fee, and then it's kind of a stamp fee for anybody else, blah, 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 blah. So I'm dead freaking serious about this, Brian, and yeah. what do we need? We need to have the communication thing, because then, if you don't, you're isolated, and they can turn you off. Right. Yeah, no, you're totally right, and and that's something we're definitely going to be working on. I know we'll be reporting back. Um, I do just want, you know, I mean, kind of kind of thinking into the future, and after you know, looking at your pirate ship virtual tour, you know, this is the thing that's always underlying for all of these kinds of discussions for me. You know, when we talk about battery technology, when we talk about communications, when we talk about you know, 
all, all kinds of things to be able to say to live outside of the system on earth. I always feel like all of this is just training us for what it's going to, what we'll need to do to live in space. You know, when we actually can get to the stars, when we can actually go to other planets and so on, like these are the, the, the inroads, the first steps, the baby steps of what it's going to be like living there. And that's the part that always excites me too. getting all these processes efficient, getting all these technologies worked out to where they're resilient is so key, not just here, you know, to, to, to withstand oppression, but also to be able to, you know, have us ready for, you know, in the future when, yeah, I, cause I think we are going to get to the stars. It's going to be social. Everything's yeah. going to be, you know, how, how's your social structure? You know, who's in yeah, charge? Yeah, absolutely. Is it Battlestar sure. Galactica, Dama? Is it, you know, Babylon five captain, whatever the hell is it, uh, you know, anarchy on the high seas of everybody, leave me alone, serenity, firefly kind of thing. Is it, right. you know, I mean, I, I have no idea, you know, and, and I just want the freedom to pick whichever the hell one I want and have the there technology to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the technology will empower the choice, I think. Um, so working on it now is working on it for the future as well. You know, right. it's all preparation and I just, I, I love it. Well, that's one of the things, you know, this is generational. Oh, you'll dig this. There's a thing called, uh, I just found out about this, and, uh, you know, Corbett knew about it for a couple of years, and it was on my Telegram, somebody sent it, and it was um, uh, Google Ledger or something. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Uh, yes. This it's is getting into, like, the digital DNA, right? Yeah. Pardon me? This is getting into digital DNA, right? Yeah. Digital yeah. DNA. They want to track every freaking thing that you've ever done as a... Um, uh, likelihood of how your children and your parents were so when your dissident gets arrested or, or charged or they escape or something in china they go blame your parents because you know his dna digitally or whatever he was doing was because you and you let him or made him and it's your fault you know and mm -hmm. which is probably true you know they'll, they'll go it, it's you know it's nature and nurture i mean it's how you're brought up they they find out there's some dna express gene of William Wallace of won't do what Longshanks and the King says. And so, you know, anybody that has that trait and, you know, they DNA every baby's prick his heel and put it on a card and they test everything and they go, ah, we need to kill that one, that one, that one, and that one. You know, it's kind of like Solomon, you know, I mean, like um, uh, King Herod, I think it was, went around killing all the, you know, the, the baby the boys because yeah. they wanted to get Jesus kind of deal, you know. Right. And so this is the same kind of thing, and they do see, they got some AI, whatever there, that's seeing some threat that's manifested in your DNA profile of how you think and who you talk to and what you say and the words and the searches and whatever, and they need a VPN uh, consolidation and the malware guys if we need to know who to kill. I mean, you know, don't laugh, man. I mean, if they yeah. can, they are, they sure as hell want to. So I'm looking for the um, ability to be able to maintain relationships and communication and bypassing them by going above the grid, you know, to be, you know, uh, dwell in the air or in space or on other planets, you know, suck it. So then what do yep. we get? You know, um, uh, separation, but they're going to, you know, we have on one of the covers of our easing, it has, you know, one of our spaceships and, you know, our babe there, and we were talking about whatever. And uh, above the door, if you, a little Easter egg, if you zoom in on the door archway, it says Widget Sajini. 
It's kind of like Ken Stoffel, you know. Widget Sajini, <laughs> we're going to space and government's not invited. But we always invite them. You know, we're just like, you know, so I think the problem uh, of us having the technology and the ability to leave the controls here, I just don't want to take it with me. We need to right. flesh it out here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, that's the, like a lot of that, like Google's, you know, ledger, digi digital DNA, all of that is really, you know, it's powered by the cloud, right? By cloud computing and, and mm. so much, and all that data getting collected. Here's the thing, in outer space, the cloud can't exist. I mean, it just can't. Like, it, like speeds, you know, transmission speeds, all, this, all of that is non-existent. So if you're looking to, you know, someday live, you know, in outer space, um, get used to not having access to that stuff. And I think that's a good thing, by the way, because I, I think the cloud's a horrible thing. So, you know, get used to it now. And you can, you know, and, and we're going to be testing it out right here on Earth. And thank you. You know, it, we do got to worry a little bit. Um, you know, if we can imagine it, it happens. So when you get Star Trek, you know, light years away and they're talking real time to Starfleet kind of crap, you know, how the hell sure. they subspace communications, they right. have it. It's quantum communication. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even that has limitations in like bandwidth. Yeah. Where... This week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said, Ernie. <laughs> you know, what we're talking about is that you have entangled particles that mm -hmm. what happens to one immediately happens to the other, even though it's a light year away. And right. what they've done, the, the Chinese, this is already, was already theorized by Einstein. He called it uh, spooky physics at a distance or some crap like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, what happens is they put a satellite up, and regardless of the distance, it immediately um, communicated the data by, you know, when you have a particles created at the same time with the same event and like laser split photons or whatever they become entangled and what you do to one happens to another even though it's really far away blah blah right blah, blah, they blah, spin blah. the same yeah yeah you yeah. know so it, it's it's you know we're screwed you know so i just <laughs> we're gonna have instant communication and we're gonna be like do and they're gonna fold space and we're gonna be going you know the you know the james webb telescope is you know you know three months from now all of a sudden you know, all the continuation of government guys just leave and they go to Alpha Sin, what the hell, I don't care. And, you know, so this is, it's not, the technological things will be done and there's stuff that we can't even imagine probably already mm -hmm. available. What I'm looking at is the social aspects of it. Yes. How yeah. do you create, what do I got to do, what can't I do, what's your conflict resolution? So I don't mm -hmm. give a crap how many Marvin the Martian buttons you got to blow away the entire universe kind of crap. I go, yeah, that's all very interesting. Uh, how do you punish that guy? I mean, you know, how do you, you know, separate from that guy? How do you, you know, so these are the things that Brian and friends are on the bleeding, leading edge of there in New Hampshire. And Brian in particular, dealing with all the tech to support this stuff. So this is why, as I start getting near the end of uh, our, our tour and us starting to focus on actually living this, because even when we lived in Phoenix, our compound, for lack of a better term, two acres there with geodesic domes and aquaponics and aquadomes and the fish and the chicken, turkey, goats, and our, you know, growing carbon nanotubes in my, you know, nickel iron nanotube batteries with the tube furnace in my barn of, you know, crypto mining rigs and blah, 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 blah. I mean, all of that was testing, developing, learning for what we're going to do in 22. What we're going to do in 22, and what is it? 
We're going to be living the freedom life that we want above the grid. And one of those things is going to be mesh networking is going to be incorporated in that. Certainly if you're going to have a community, the energy thing I'm feeling very comfortable with. It was yep. what would cost me five years ago $60,000 is now you can do for ten, twelve thousand. 12000 I am freaking flabbergasted that I get to put that into the actual building of the shelter. Then I find out with Aircrete and we're going to be testing, putting some graphene with it and see if we can do, you know, a lot of other structural stuff with it. And I'm going, well, hell. You know, that, it's all of a sudden it's gone down a third to a third of what I was thinking I was going to have to spend. And now it's like if you can find the land, that's where the cost is going to be. And then you have um, uh, crypto hopefully will shoot up again one day. Silver will take off. And then mm -hmm. uh, prices and everything else goes down. And the freedom community is like, ha, 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 while everybody else is suffering Greatly in the urban areas, we're flourishing in the rural areas, but then you got to worry about security. Then you got to worry about, you know, the GPS coordinates of everybody's grain silo by the man. Then you got to worry about hungry people from the ur uh, urban areas. Then you got to, I mean, it's always comes down to, you know, social interactions, people that produce, be able to protect what they've made. I mean, blah, 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 blah. But, It comes down to the technology that empowers the individual and small groups and families. That's yes. where we're going. And that's what James Corbett was talking about, the consolidation. People are going to consolidate around solutions, and they, them, those are going to consolidate and buy up all the VPNs to, you know, bypass your solution. That's what's coming. And otherwise, you're just a serf and slave. What are you going to be, Brian? I'm going to be have my own network, and so that, <laughs> and that's, that, that's right. <laughs> Guys, darn it, and that's the solution. That's right. <laughs> so you know, on personal note, you know, let's get updated you know, before we go with uh, you know the audience. You know, how how you doing? I mean, you know, what what's keeping you busy in the freer state of New Hampshire and projects you're working on, and what's the evolution there? You think it's happening with all this crap that went over the last year? How do you think New Hampshire's faring? Uh, well, you know, considering 2020, uh, I feel like personally that New Hampshire has handled it very well. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of change here. Um, and it's amazingly, I don't feel like it's been in the sights of the news, unlike, say, Florida or Texas um, at all. And, and things have just gone on, um, you know, in my, you know, as far as my own life, uh, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that kind of just never stops. Um, But Sovereign Tech has been uh, has has my show itself has really only grown in audience. I think it's because of what has happened recently that people are seeing the need for reining in, um, you know, their technology again. Um, and I'm I'm very happy, you know, uh, about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, um, I am at the same time, you know, also very much just in enjoying life. Uh, you know, when you have great people around you, when you have a great uh, relationship, um, when you, you know, when a lot of the social stuff, you're, you're like, you're talking about the social stuff or when you have a lot of that kind of worked out, um, you can breathe a lot easier. And, and that's, that's what's been going on. I think a lot up here is people just getting much tighter knit and, you know, realizing how much, you know, we need to communicate and connect with each other. Um, and because of that, I, I don't know how much we felt the blows of, you know, what came in 2020, um, here. So <laughs> All I you know, need glad is for that. the air that I breathe <laughs> and love you, you know, so, and, and maybe a little bit of food and some water, Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But there's plenty of that here too. So home. Yeah, going. this is um, I, you know, one thing that really came to my mind, and I've been thinking about all this time is when the education and indoctrination of our children became so bad, when everything's poisoned, when everything's GMO, mm-hmm. when everything, whatever benefits you, you know, did some mental gymnastics to rationalize why you need to be in the society of the state of the city of something is going away. And as I, I just turned 60 this last March, and all of a sudden I get the claim, you know, gray hair old man status. If I've seen cycles <laughs> three or four times, I get it, you know. And sure. I go... You know, you spend your entire life raising family, try and save some money. They take it away. They do all kinds of crap <laughs> happen so that you can have that nice cabin on the lake and retired and piddle around in the garden when you're 60 and, you know, you can hardly bend over and your knees hurt kind of thing or something. And I'm going, right now. Uh, you do it when you're 25, you raise your kids up helping you with the garden and they know what the hell a goat is. They know where their, you know, food comes from. They help in the process. You do the barn raising, you go to the square dance on Saturday of whatever the hell you got, you're Amish or something. I mean, you, 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 you're living the life that you're working decades and decades towards. You could do it now. I'm like, what the hell are we waiting on? We've been conditioned and brainwashed into thinking that it comes later. You know, it's something we're going to do later. Get your kids out of the government mandatory youth indoctrination camps now. Teach them like Jay does, you know, man camp. I mean, you know, somebody needs help. You know, I go, what about women? He goes, oh, a woman is just a man with a womb. And I go, okay, you know, so the logo is a woman, you know, on the man camp thing. So I'm just going, yeah, hell yeah, we need to learn these things. And this is where I think it, it's not that we, you know, abandon in tech. It's not that we abandon, you know, machine advantage. It's not we're going right. to not use heavy equipment. It's not like we're not, you know, hell yeah. But I don't want, you know, Alexa running my world when I could have Jarvis as my own personal AI and do what the hell I oh shut up Alexa cancel <laughs> there it goes Alexa stop <laughs> God son of a bitch man that's what I'm talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah they're everywhere yeah no you know I mean I think the thing 2020 taught everybody like the system's just broken like it's just broken and you gotta you, you have to like rely on yourself and family and friends and that's all you've got you know and 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 that's what I see happening and ultimately I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad you're there. It's 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 been you know too long that you and I have not you know got to you know just talk and hang and uh, and anything we say to each other is worthy of everybody listening anyway. So absolutely. Hell. But um, I yeah we'll get you. Yeah, it's been a while. God, it's been at least a year or two. And um, you know, but I mean, we you know know what each other's doing and got common yeah. friends and everything. So it's yeah, not we're always like, keeping an eye on each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, we always know what's up. But you know. Um, uh, I committed that I got it up and we just had bandwidth problems, me trying to do it. So we you know, put a woe on that. But I got my, I got my, you know, the man's credit card out and, uh, uh, debit, whatever. And I'm going to go ahead and order these mesh, mesh tastics, have them sent directly to you. And, uh, we will look forward to, I don't know how long you need, you know, end of the year, playing around next month. What, what do you think? Yeah. I, I like end of the year. I think that that's a good test. Because we'll do it yeah. a few different ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is um, 
You know, because this is the beginning. This is early in this. And this has been something everybody's been screaming about. But I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It comes out of China. What else? Whatever doesn't, you know. But, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, this, the goal is the same. And that's one thing that I keep hammering on. Everybody wants to do community. You know, Derek Rose and Miriam going around and John Bush, and they're really pushing for another one. They're going to be, uh, they got a place and real estate agents and whatever pushing, they're going to go Texas, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, cool. What do I got to do? <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? Which conflict resolution? So it's going to come down. I think what's going to happen is what I encouraged, you know, from the beginning, uh, uh, Free State Project. Uh, uh, they marketed doing that at our Freedom Summits before the state was even picked. The day mm-hmm. after the selection for New Hampshire was, we had Amanda Phillips, I think it was, you know, came on my live show out of Scottsdale in 03. You know, it was um, February, March of 03 to announce it was New Hampshire. We did our only Freedom Summit outside of Arizona in Manchester uh, a year or two later just to help promote, you know, what was going on there. So I've been covering it and following it from the beginning. And the thing is, is that my first question to her was this. So what's your secret handshake? You're going to have a clubhouse? Is it going to central <laughs> command? You got, you know, I got to you know, swear allegiance to whatever. I mean, how are you going to do this, you know? And uh, so there's been some of that. But a lot of it has been people just being around like-minded people and just leave me alone as them. Yep. So I and more for going and sponsoring the local Little League team. You know, having all the kids, you know, learn about using crypto to go to the pizza place that they go after the game with their parents, and it just by osmosis, just being there and living free, being a volunteerist, showing how this works, and growing food, and helping your neighbor, and, you know, mowing the old lady's lawn, and picking her pumpkins, and, I mean, you do that, and all of a sudden it just happens. Well, do I want to have this little walled off community? We got to walk the wall kind of thing and your turn to shoot the next guy that walks to your front gate. Or do you just have a couple of acres in a community along with a bunch of other people and it just kind of grows into a freedom oriented live free or die state? You know, this is what's coming. I guarantee it. And the bad guys are not wanting that to naturally, spontaneously uh, order control come to pass so what are they going to do whatever they have to and the biggest thing is to know what they got to do via surveillance and this is what's coming so how far off am i brian no i think you're right on the money uh and i I think that is what's i think you know the solution is coming but then also the man certainly doesn't like solutions (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's a T-shirt. The man doesn't <laughs> like solutions. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> I want that hoodie. <laughs> Anything so, else, Brian? Go ahead and give out uh, real quick uh, your uh, webpage and go say hello. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, again, SovereignTech.com, S-O-V-R-Y-N, Tech.com. And there is a lot to see there and a lot to listen to. And, uh, yeah, we're working on those solutions that the man doesn't like. You know, thank you very much. Go ahead and turn on your video. I want to see you say goodbye, too. Sure thing, man. You know, this has been a lot of fun catching up with you. I just, you know, glad that we get to, you know, just say hey. Because, oh, yeah, I got to open my thing. The, um, (laughs) you know, uh, just to get caught up. Because I think we're all on the same page. I knew we were. And uh, this is a really... It was fortuitous. I wanted to talk to you about, you know, some of the other things, what you're doing, get caught up, say, yo, what's up, and the VPN thing. Yeah, sure. 
you know, and then it just, you know, the, 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 the God, you know, the forces of all that is good or something, mm-hmm. you know, put this in front of us that I can get and we can work this out. That's awesome. You know, so thanks to Bob Anderson for, you know, sending that to us. And uh, let's work on it because this is something that we've been, and I asked him, I go, where did you find this? How did you get this? And he goes, yeah, I was just up and, you know, piddling around and, and boom. And I go, oh, <laughs> it's only because he knows the right questions. You start following right. the, you know, here it comes. So this has been a great conversation. We'll leave it there. But, um, you know, I look forward to seeing you again and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Absolutely, Ernie. Always an honor. Always appreciate it. All right. Peace, brother. Bye. Peace.